today, we are here to tell you why we just can't say if choosing the kingdom is better than Breath of the Wild. Yet, a lot of people have been rushing to proclaim this is yeah. the best game ever, or this mm -hmm. is far superior to the Breath of the Wild. We have some reasons about why we're not doing that yet. Yes. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. Yeah, we also have a really fun story time today sharing a not-so-fun memory about a cursed Nintendo Minute video that we shot with Capcom. Wasn't fun in the moment, Wasn't I'll say that much. Wasn't fun in the moment. Funny-ish when you look back on it, uh, but we've been playing a lot of Street Fighters we've been thinking about. Capcom. Right. On, Street on Fighter the, related. On the brain. That's right. Um, we also have our big predictions oh yeah. for the PlayStation Showcase, which by the time you're listening to this has probably already happened, but you can go back and see how we did yeah. retroactively. Retroactively see if we were right or wrong. Um, but yes, big week for, for PlayStation, so. That's right. Exciting stuff. Uh, as always, everything on this channel is made possible by our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for all of your support. If you'd like to join us, we're at patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. We have a great new perk, which I learned is actually not available to all Patreon creators. We're in oh, some like test group We're, we're the fancy group. Which is the free tier. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen a lot of people join at this free tier. Again, I have a feeling there's a lot of people out there who are curious about Patreon, but are just a little bit apprehensive for yeah. one reason or another. And this yeah. is the perfect way to get in and try things out, see what it's like mm -hmm. for free. Yeah, and you you do a lot of our Patreon posts. So the free tier gets access to the posts as well as getting access to vote in our weekly polls. So there's still quite some quite a bit of activity you can do even in that free tier. Um, and then you can check it out, see if you like it. Maybe you can join us at our next tier, which is only $2 a month. Right. So and, there's uh, a way to... to keep the free train going, we do have a free trial mm -hmm. on our most popular tier, which um, the free trial will get you more than the free tier. It'll get you some early access, but it only lasts a week. So yeah. again, a lot of ways to so get your feet get wet in. in the Patreon pool Yes. before you jump in. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time, though. We have a great time with all of our wonderful Patreon family members. Um, we also have been doing really well on our Japan goal of, of going to Japan this year and creating all sorts of fun content um, in Japan for all of you. We've been doing this through Super Thanks and Super Chat. We were streaming uh, last week. We did some more Tears of the Kingdom stream. You, were, you played and did a great job. And um, so many wonderful people came through and um, sent us a, a nice super Super Chat to um, go into our Japan fund. And so many people ask, like, can I see the Japan uh, thermometer? The thermometer. The thermometer is right here, it. right here. So guys. here it is. Right here. Fresh off the presses. Yes. Uh, the thermometer is going up as you want it to. Yes. Every every little bit gets us closer to Japan. That's right, yeah. The, the good thing is that we have upward trajectory. Yes. So that's, that's important. And, and thank you so much for all of you who have been supporting um, the Japan Fund, and we're going to be doing more streams and, and, and more stuff, but you can always leave us a super thanks right here on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, a bevy, dare I say a bevy, of, oh, of, tears, of tears of the Kingdom videos, which are out and are coming soon. Uh, out as of last week is our Zelda bingo video. Yes. Which if you haven't seen it, you should go back and check out. No spoilers, um, but we just go around. <laughs> it's bingo. How are there spoilers? I don't know. One of the bingo <laughs> is the to game? finish the game. That's not it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a spoiler-free bingo. Um, but it's full of very interesting, fun, zany things that can only happen when you play a game of bingo in one of these games. Right. So. And then two other videos we're recording today. Uh, we are we have FOMO. 
uh, ab oh. about some Foma. of the, some of the videos, some of the TikToks we're seeing of people making crazy stuff in Ultra Hand. Yeah. If you don't know what FOMO is, it means fear of missing out. So you I'm don't need to explain. I'm just going to lay. I'm just going to lay it out there. Geez. I bet one person out there doesn't know what FOMO is. They do. And it's you. It's not me. So uh, congratulations, you it. found out. But we have found a handful of ultra hand things that we think we can do. Like some of them are so far beyond our capabilities. Yeah, it's like some of these are too complicated. A, it's just a no. Yeah. But we found a handful. It's like yeah, we think we can do this. Yeah, we're noted noobs at anything ultra hand or just anything in this game in general, we're kind of bad at it. Um, so it's gonna be fun to see if we can recreate some of these things. Some of them look pretty straightforward and they don't require a lot of, you know, ridiculous materials, um, but they're all really fun. And I, I'm really curious to see how we do. And, and if these things, if a noob can build it and it, it can work, you know, I'm just curious about that. So yeah. That's going to be fun. So you can check that out soon. Uh, we are also getting in on the Korok abuse. We're excited for that. Oh, I'm a little conflicted. You might be excited, but well, I'm a little conflicted. We're not setting them on fire. Uh, we're not doing other nasty things, but we are launching them into the sky and we're going to do it in a competitive way. Yes. There's a challenge to see who can launch the Korok the furthest. Right, right. We have a couple different Korok locations that we've picked out. Um, obviously, uh, a bevy, as, as you said, yeah. of um, Zonai materials that we can use for this challenge. And it's just your imagination and your ingenuity of launching these Koroks into, into space, eating, mm. eating them into space, as we say. You are not on the challenge board yet. For the whole no. year, all of 22. We have not done as many challenges as we yeah. did last year, but you yeah. are, you're getting shut out. I'm getting How shut out. How do you feel out. about this? I feel the pressure, guys. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that I need to take a win home to my Christopians, okay. my loyal, wonderful Christopians who have been They might not me. renew their season tickets if you don't get a win. I know, okay? exactly. I, I really feel, I, I feel like I got a sports hard here. I got sports really hard, <laughs> as hard as possible. So we're going to see how we do. Hopefully the Christopians get back on the board. I'm going to try really hard. I'm, again, I'm really bad at these, so we'll see how it goes. So those are some videos you can look uh, for. They're already out or coming out soon. Uh, before we get into our great story time about this horrific mishap with Capcom. <laughs> Uh, let's take a moment to say this episode is sponsored by Factor. Thank you, Factor. Yay! During the prime spring season, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track reaching your goals. Factor's America's number one meal, ready-to-eat meal kit can help fuel you up fast with ready-to-eat meals. We love Factor. We do love Factor. We eat this Factor. all the time. We do. We have been eating Factor. It's super convenient. It comes ready to, do, ready to eat. All you have to do is pop it into the microwave Two minutes, Yep, you're good to go. And it's all very healthy. You could pick, you know, if you want to do um, vegetarian, if you want to do keto, keto protein, protein, yes. um, all of that stuff is available for you to select and customize your meals. And they're delicious. That's the main thing. Yes. That they taste really good. And every week there's more than 34 different meals yeah. to choose from so you can keep it fresh if you're going uh, over an extended period of time. Yes. And, you know, Frank, it's a great way to save money. It is. Going out is expensive. Ordering delivery is Delivery really is expensive. expensive. Yeah. Somehow going to the grocery store has become crazy expensive. It's also very expensive. So this is like the solution to all of yeah, this. Yeah, and you're not wasting anything because it's all right. like, you know, pre-portioned. Mm -hmm. Everything is done for you. You're not going to the grocery store buying stuff and then wasting Exactly. Um, I also love, they have meals, but they, they have smoothies. The smoothies mm, are my favorite snack now. Those are snack good. Those are refreshing. My go-to is, is getting like a nice 
smoothie in the middle of the day when I'm feeling like a little lull, it's perfect. Yeah. So head to factormeals.com slash kittenkrista50 and use code kittenkrista50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code kittenkrista50 at factormeals.com slash kittenkrista50 to get 50% off your first box. 50, 50, 50. Wow, that's yes. a lot of fifties. Uh, the link, it will be right here and also in the description below. We hope that you guys check it out and enjoy your delicious factor meals. All right, without further ado, our story time. Yes. So, this is a story from 2017 regarding the game Ultra Street Fighter 2. Because, again, Street Fighter 6 is just around the corner. Street Fighter yeah, is on, on the brain. On the brain mm -hmm. And this was something we could never forget because it was awful. It was really <laughs> embarrassing. And, yeah, it was pretty bad. So, this is shortly after the Switch launched. I think this game came out, like, early summer. Right. I actually remember playing this game, Ultra Street Fighter 2, in the taxi to E3, E3 2017. Oh, wow, okay. After the Switch had come out. So I remember yeah. this very vividly. Yeah. And once the Switch came out, like Nintendo Minute, like some, some things really changed for the better. Um, and one of the things that changed was we got a lot more third-party support. Yeah. Because not only were there more third-party games, but you know, the just interest around the platform yeah. made the third parties start to ask, like, hey, like... You have the show. Could we do that? Like, what else could we do to get people right. seeing our games, talking about our games? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were, we were like, in demand at that moment in time. Yeah. Which kind of nice, because throughout the Wii U era, we were not in demand at all. No one wanted to talk yeah, about Yeah, we us. had, like, a handful of third-party, yeah. you know, where, we where we'd have, like, a guest or get a game early. Mm -hmm. It was few and far between. So this yeah. felt like, wow, this is, like, a huge opportunity for yeah. us. Yeah, and also, you're a noted Street Fighter II, like, super... Don't say it! <laughs> What, what are you going to say? Super fan? Oh, super fan. I thought you were going to say, like, expert or something. No, no. I mean, you are actually Esports. Quite legend. Good. You're quite good at, at this game. But you're also, like, this is a game that you I love actually I do love Street Fighter. Yeah. And we're genuinely excited right. to do something with Capcom. Right. And, and do something, you know, on Nintendo Minute for a game that we were both, like, really excited about. Right, right. So, you know, we worked with our licensing team to talk to Capcom, found out they were interested... We were obviously interested, so like, great. They've got this great new game coming out. They're going to have them be do a full episode on Ultra Street Fighter 2. Mm -hmm. Sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what we were going to do is they were going to send their um, product manager, who's sort of the person in charge of you know all of the, the marketing for the game. He was going to come out, and we were going to play a bit, talk a bit. Um, you know, very straightforward sort of conversation while we play mm -hmm. kind of format. Yeah, and they were just going to come to the Nintendo uh, Redwood City office where the Nintendo Minute Studio was. Um, Capcom was just down the street at the time, so yeah. it was very convenient. And in our heads, like, a very sort of controlled environment. It wasn't like we were going on the road to a trade show right, or doing right. something really complicated. We were going to be in our home studio um, home field advantage. Home field, yeah. as so we thought. Um, home field advantage. So we were feeling like pretty relaxed about yeah. it. You know, it was a pretty big third-party episode, probably the biggest we'd, we had done in a pretty long time on Nintendo Minute. But you know, it was it, it felt good. Like we we got it. We're gonna get a guest that we both know and and 
uh, like and we they're gonna come to the studio so we kind of get got our stuff set yeah. up and everything was feeling pretty solid yeah and we record the episode it goes really well the guest is very um, charming and you know easy to talk to mm -hmm. the game looks great we, we each kind of play each other most importantly I win you win I we win all of us of course that was wonderful yeah um, and you know we, we wrap up we say we say our goodbyes and he goes out the door and we think well there's another great great, ep episode, great episode in the, in the books. books yeah yeah Let's ship it off to uh, producer Steffi at the time, who who was shooting and editing. We're we're all like our our job is done. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So we're feeling good. Everything is great. So we thought. Uh oh. <laughs> so we thought. So then producer Stephanie kind of comes over to us like maybe an hour or so after we're done, and she got this kind of sheepish look on her face. And you already know that that look ain't, is no good. Yeah, that you something some, something's up. <laughs> Something suspicious is up. She looks pretty worried. Yes, and she goes mm, so well. Um, we actually didn't record the footage of you playing the game. Yeah, so this is like an all-time worst-case scenario, yeah. and things that something that is pretty terrible to happen during a Nintendo Minute episode, because as you guys know. We do not script right. any of the episodes. Everything is just in the moment. And to lose that initial reaction and all of the gameplay is a big deal. Like, right. Even if we could recreate it, it never would be this good as the first time. You right. know? But then you start to think like, oh, and then, oh, well, now we have to tell the licensing team that we messed up this opportunity yeah. that they helped to arrange for us with a yeah. very valuable partner. Yes. And there was just like this endless cascade of, of problems. Like, oh, no. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is actually a huge problem. And I, I think we also talked kind of very briefly of like, well, you know, we obviously still have the footage of us talking with the guests. Like, is there some way we could recreate the footage? Yeah, without them coming back. Like, could we could we fudge it that way? And we decided, no. I think, very wisely. Like, no, like there were so many like specific things or timing things that we would never be able to match. And it, it just would look weird, and maybe it'd be worse. Yeah, people would be like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, like, this this is not it. what's happening in yeah. the game." So yeah. we decided then, like, no, we can't do that. So we just kind of swallowed our pride and. Asked them to Made do the it. Asked them yeah. to do it again, and to their credit, they were very gracious about it. And it, it definitely helped that they were like literally two freeway exits down from us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've since moved offices and are a little bit further away. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, I flew cross country to do this thing, and you guys messed and, up, and now you screwed up, and now yeah. I'm canceling the game. Um, <laughs> and we're never gonna work with Nintendo again because we right. screwed up. But they were, they were, they're like, oh no, these things happen. It's not a big deal. You know, we'd be glad to do it. So we're just like, oh, whew. Huge relief. Um, so we come out, do again, it's, it's just as good. Um, yeah. There are, there are times like where we had to do things again for whatever reason. Not not a lot. And it's like, it is hard to recapture it's that initial. It's hard to recapture the initial, you know, magic or like your own initial feelings towards something. Experiencing something for the first right, time. exactly. But in this case, I think I think it did come through as, as pretty, yeah. pretty close to the original. I think so too. I, I was really worried about that because that's one thing that was really important for us to preserve is that like genuine, authentic reaction yeah. to things. And we that's important to us. And uh, I was really worried that that was going to be... It was gonna feel like somehow weirdly scripted or something like that because we did basically did the, the same video twice. Right. Um, but it actually, it ended up being okay, and I was just so grateful for Capcom for being so cool about it because it was a hard phone call slash email 
to send and 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 make because you're like basically you had to just own up to you messed up you know? right right <laughs> uh fortunately in the second take of the video i won again so that's Phew. that's what was most important but then we went on to do like multiple other videos with capcom we did, yeah we did one later on that was really complicated it was like a tournament because it was is the street fighter uh anniversary collection had yeah. this like option where you could do like basically a land, land kind of tournament. thing it was so cool and so we were nervous about that one. I'm like, oh, we can't have this again. So we, I know we were we had a trauma from. The we first... were breathing down producer Stephanie's neck. I think she had more people helping her. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, had the, more people. This was down. also around the time when we, I think Nintendo also were like, okay, th there seems to be a lot of momentum on Nintendo Minute with Nintendo Switch and like all the popularity. So we should give that poor team a little bit more support right right, right. and so we had we had more producers that that came to help us more people that were experienced yeah. but to pr poor producer stephanie's credit she did not have any background in right in you know production or video editing or any of that so she learned that from scratch mm -hmm. on the fly building the plane as we're flying it basically so of course these kinds of mistakes yeah. are possible. and i think everybody who's done who's done content creation has had a moment like that where it's like yeah. oh i set up everything perfectly and i hit the button and then it wasn't there yeah or, just the other or, other day yeah. on one of our videos yeah. we had an audio issue right and it's like that this stuff just happens right. you right. know uh, it, it definitely was not ideal to have it happen when we had like guests, a guest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I think we were able to like come around on it and, and definitely like learn to like have a better checklist or, or right. whatever um, before we started shooting videos and you know you learn from your mistakes and stuff. But it's pretty embarrassing in the moment and glad to know that we're still friends with Capcom. They still invite us to like all their stuff. And <laughs> you they, have it. You have a Capcom update later on from an event that you went to. I have a Capcom update later yeah. on. We, as you guys saw, we we were able to we were invited to play Street Fighter Six early, so they like us still. Yeah. Thank goodness we did not like sour our relationship yeah, with but them. But that could have blown up in our face. Yeah, yeah. So grateful that it all it all worked. Yeah. Out. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our never a minute segment, and this week we want to spend a good chunk of time talking about our predictions for the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah which um, is happening on Wednesday yes. afternoon. We So we record this episode of the podcast on Monday. So by the time this episode airs, the showcase would have also aired. Right. So we'll see how right or wrong we yeah. are. Yeah. So PlayStation put out uh, their blog posts, as mm -hmm. they typically do, about this PlayStation showcase, just letting people know what to expect. So I'll just read that just so we can get started here. The show will run a bit over an hour, focusing on PS5 and PSVR 2 games in development from top studios from around the world. Expect a glimpse at several new creations from PlayStation Studios, as well as spellbinding games from our third-party partners and indie creators. Spellbinding, that's a cool. So, a couple, just a couple sentences, but there's a lot there. It and, feels like it's going to be big. And this is all from our good friend, uh, Sid Schumann, over at PlayStation, oh, who we love. Yes. So... I agree with you. Like, typically when there's a big event like this, I think when, and we do predictions, it's like, well, you know, we, we know like what typically goes into one of these in yeah. terms of the amount of announcements. So like, we're not just like listing 20 impossible things. Right. In this case though. Anything I, is possible. I think this is an event where you should not limit your expectations. I think so too. I, I mean, they, they did not tell us to manage any sort of expectations there. They seem to almost want to heighten those expectations right. with that statement that they put out. So that's kind of exciting actually. I think they're gonna go 
absolutely buck wild yeah. with this event. And I think, like, in terms of... Because, you know, this is basically their E3 show. I was just going to say, no one's going to be at E3 this year. Right. So this is their summer announcement. Get it all out there. Right. Yeah. And so, hyped. and they really don't do these showcases very often. Right. Like right. they might do it like once a year, like they'll do the state of play and, and those are typically smaller and, and fine for what they are. But in terms of the big PlayStation showcase, like yeah. this is the big daddy. Yeah. This is it. Like yeah. this is where they make the, the biggest of their big announcements. Right. Um, and I, I think, you know, we haven't, they've been pretty quiet for most of the year. They haven't yeah. been too many... PlayStation, you know, sort of after God of War last year, it's been pretty, pretty chill. And we don't, I mean, so we know yeah. Spider-Man 2 is coming. Uh, beyond that, like, we, there's not a lot of first-party games that we right. really know no, about. that much about, yeah. Um, so this is a big chance for them to just lay down, you know, yeah. well into the future um, what they've got going on. So yeah. and I like, think they will, too. I just wrote down, like, because there's always, like, you know, what, what are we trying to accomplish with an event like this? What I, yeah. Here's what I wrote down. Assert the PS5's dominance on the industry for the second half of its life cycle. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying I to do I think that's here. absolutely what they're trying to do. Now that, again, we've been talking about how, you know, PlayStation or PS5 is doing really well now. It's on, like, really solid footing in yeah. terms of supply. The demand is still there even mm -hmm. after this sort of long stretch of time where the right. supply was pretty shaky. Like, they, they are every month, like, catching up to those Switch numbers. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. They're already in a great place. They they did their best working through those early issues, which right. know, were, I mean everybody had to, to manage with those. Right. And yeah, it, it's 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 come out strong. It's you know? their industry to lead at the, at least until the Switch Two comes out. Right. Like they're they're going to be on top. Yeah, they have a huge opportunity to basically be like what everyone's playing this back half of the year after after um, Tears of the Kingdom has waned. I think everyone's probably going to be switching over to some PS5 games yeah. because they're going to have a lot. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into some of our specific predictions. Um, I have a number sort of ranging from really obvious to more long shots. How, where do you want to begin? Um, let's do the obvious ones first because I okay. think I might have some of the obvious ones as well. Okay. So we can talk about those. Great. Uh, I think the most obvious, and it's like, this is like not even going to get people excited at all. Like they do have two big games coming out like within yeah. weeks of this. So I do think we'll get like some sort of a reminder or like a final launch trailer for both Street Fighter 6 and Final Fantasy 16. 16. Yep. Because it's like, hey, we're talking about the stuff that's off in the distance, but don't forget about these two huge games yeah, you coming have out. have your attention. Like in a matter of days. Yeah. I also think potentially there might be a Final Fantasy 16 demo. Oh, that gets okay. Drop that same day as the showcase. That's that's a good just one. Just to yeah. get people like sure. again, just hyped for it. I mean, I'm we're playing Final Fantasy 16, guys. Yeah. But I'll play a demo. That sounds great. You know. So yeah, especially they do they do need to win some people over with the battle system. Exactly. So. Like just get them in while yeah. you have their attention. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you that they'll they'll probably do some lead in or something like that with some of the games that that is like literally right on the horizon. Yeah. The other thing that I think is is like a no-brainer is that they'll have sort of a first gameplay reveal of this new Mortal Kombat game, which just yeah. got announced, Mortal Kombat 1. I was actually thinking that this game would be announced there. Mm -hmm. but, but that was the one that got announced in that weird investor meeting, right? Well, they're doing this sort of one-two punch where they put out sort of a cinematic trailer last week. I, I did see that, And yes. they haven't released the gameplay. So that's that's a good you know way to follow it up. Yeah. Um, that, game, that game will be absolutely massive. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty safe bet that we'll get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. Spider-Man. Should we talk about Spider-Man? Let's that's talk, kind yeah, of the, the let's elephant in that. the room here. Right. Um, that, that is a game that we know the existence of. I think we're going to get the launch date. That's going to be fall, probably October. Well, there was a voice actor who may have gone off script a Oopsie. few months ago and October said, October 20th? I think, that, that I think they said September. Oh, September. Was the, with with okay. sort of the big marketing ramp up starting in August. But yeah, definitely sort of that early holiday. Yeah. But I think we're going to get a, a, an actual date yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, I also think we're going to get probably a pretty in-depth gameplay yeah. segment. Right. Of some kind, like just showing us all all the cool things that we can do in this game and just showing us that because we haven't really seen that either. I have one more prediction as it relates to Spider-Man 2, which is I think this is going to be the last first party game at least that gets that sort of dual PS4, PS5 yeah, release. Yeah, I can see that. I think they're trying to wean it off at Because this point. that made a lot of sense for the first couple years yeah, when, when they were... The, the supply was constrained. So limited yeah. by constraints and people were still, you know, getting acclimated to the hardware develop, developer-wise. But we've seen with these Spider-Man games, like Insomnia can do such a good job. And the gap, is, the gap is like shockingly low. It's very low. So yeah, sometimes you can't really tell. Eventually they do want to rip the band in and say, hey, you're going to need to buy a PS5. To play these games. But yeah. I think this is the last one. They have said, like they have been asked in interviews and they're like, yeah, we might. When the timing is right. right. They've they, said some things like right. that. Yeah. So I, I do see this being sort of the last hurrah for that because mm-hmm. it's like we can sell, like people, everybody loves Spider-Man. This is such a mass audience game. Yeah. Like let's cash in. On and they should. Right. They should. We know. Like, these games are so expensive now, specifically on PS5. Like, yeah. they need to do stuff like that to recoup the crazy investment. They need to recoup the, the costs. Yeah. Right. Their, their, game, their development costs are probably sky high through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Right. I have another semi-related oh. um, Spider-Man prediction, yeah. which is not about Spider-Man at all, but, uh, but about Wolverine. Ah, uh, good. Yes. I wanted to talk about that, too. Yeah. So, I do think we're going to get teaser. For Wolverine. Okay. Now, what do you mean by a teaser? Maybe they're going to show us like a little something. Maybe it's not, you know, gameplay. It might not be a full, like, long cinematic trailer. But I think they want to remind us in the same vein of the hype for Spider-Man can lead into hype for Wolverine in that kind of similar genre. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like we, we need to see that something about, about that game. Yeah, and the, was it the last showcase or the showcase before? But basically, when, when Wolverine was announced, they mm-hmm. do have this kind of issue of like, well, we've got two comic book games exactly. by the same developer. Right. <laughs> and one's coming out sooner than the other. I think we only get sort of a brief mention of it. Like, and that development's still going great. Oh, I just hope so we get a little bit more than that. I mean, it would be nice. Yeah. I, I'm really interested for, in that game. Yeah, But it's, but it's again, it's like, don't take your eye off the ball. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's, yeah. Spider-Man that, is the one that's coming out this year. Like, Focus on that. Right. I can't, I, I, I can see them, like, also having the discussion, you know, internally about, like, converting Spider-Man interest right. and audience directly right. into Wolverine, right, right, though. Right. It's like... You're going to love Spider-Man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's coming out this year. But you're going to move on and move on immediately to yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. So they want to keep you like almost attached to both mm-hmm. um, when they talk about Spider-Man. So Yeah. But either, but anyways, either way, like not, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that one's not coming out. But also out not nothing. For a, for a bit. That would, so. th- I think that would start to get people a little concerned if they said nothing. About yeah, it. I think they have to say they have to say something, right. or else it's a little suspicious. So there's uh, this is sort of jumping around, but there's another game that I think fits very well into that category of like 
there's two games that are similar that we don't want to confuse people with. Right. And that is, we talked about Final Fantasy 16, the Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. That's right, the Part 2. I was really shaky on so this So they've one. said this is coming out this winter. Is there Was their last mm-hmm. update on this? Yeah, yeah. So if I was in charge, oh. I would not say a peep about this game. I was going to say the same thing. But there, you're not in charge. Square Enix gets zany. They do some zany stuff. They want to show you 25 farms. They're they're, they're going down with the ship investing in these NFTs. They like to zag a lot. Uh, I think this is a bad idea, though. I think it's bad. I I left this off my list because in my heart and brain, I'm like, don't say anything to me about this right now. I'm not ready to talk about this game right right now with you. I want to play Final Fantasy 16 and as a a consumer or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Like, that's what I want. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, confused or, or distracted yeah. by Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I, I don't want to hear about that till later. But I don't know. They, yeah, they get weird. So I, I do not put that on my list. You think then that they are going to do something about, you're, they're going to show something well, about this Well, again, I, I really don't think they should, but I think they will. Okay, so your prediction is the, that they and will show it. So the reasons they should not are, again, not everybody's sold on Final Fantasy 16. Exactly. And people love that remake. So it's like, why isn't Final Fantasy 16 more like this thing that I love? Right. I'm just going to wait for that. Because, like, the combat system, like, why can't, it, why can't it be more like that? Why aren't the characters as cool as Cloud? Right. Why isn't right. his hair as spiky? These are the, the, like, <laughs> Where is a giant motorcycle? Like if, you, if you dangle the thing people love in, in front of the thing that people are iffy on, they'd be like, eh. Yeah. I kind of like the other thing better. Right, right. And it's like a weird comparison to get get into people's heads that they're already kind of making. Right. And now you're going to reinforce that comparison by putting them you know, side by side right. like that. The other potential scenario is that game's getting delayed, in which case they your, your they have nothing to show. Your I mean, problem is solved. Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out on time? How likely is that? Probably uh, not, yeah. A little iffy. Winter is already like pushing it. It might just go into next I mean, year. Yeah, I mean, winter definitely could go into like as late as March, March next, year, next year. The end of the fiscal if you want to look JSM. at it that way. <clears throat> but it's possible it gets delayed into summer or, or who knows when. Yeah, and then yeah, they, might, they, they might not yeah. say anything. But I, I have I left this off my list because I, I was thinking they would not talk about okay. it. Okay. Because of Final Fantasy. Because of reasons, yeah. Yeah, and that demo, they better drop that demo. Right. Get people going on that. Okay. Okay. So what else you got? Um, there's two more games that are slightly obvious, but I'm just curious okay. as to how they're going to... to handle it one, yeah. one is death stranding 2 yeah um how much of a sort of time wise how much of a focus will that would that be they, they might show I, i'm wondering if they're going to show it there well it's going to it's going to be there or summer game fest that's how can I, kojima choose between his two loves sony and jeff Keighley? oh that's gonna be hard. you gotta choose that's like a sophie's choice unless he's got right like there. unless he's got two different things again it could be a trailer versus gameplay uh, one leads that, into the other that kind was of my thing. question is who is going to get yeah. what and when um, I, I i i had to be wishy-washy on this i'll say we'll get it in one or the other i don't know which though i'm gonna say he's gonna put it in here i mean if i'm gonna put a this stake is, into the ground i think this is the bigger opportunity yeah i mean but jeff they, jeff keely can be very persuasive they have the love they very burgers. persuasive they're they're buds man yeah he's very yes yeah. i agree um but no i i do think 
we have to see Death Stranding 2 in here. We have to. Either way, we're seeing it soon. We're, we're going to see it in here. Right. We're going to see it in here. There's, There's got to be something. Will I be, be interested in it? Probably not. It's going to be weird and zany <laughs> and, and creepier than ever with more There's going to be weird babies, babies sucked down a sewer pipe and yeah. whatever Some else. other <laughs> nonsense that I, I definitely can't wrap my head around, but hey, yeah. it's there. It's going to be there. I think it's going to be there. Okay. My other one oh. is Ghosts of Tsushima ah. 2. Announcement. Trailer. Announced trailer. Time frame. For some reason, it, it does, there are things that make sense for this to be there, but I just have a feeling that, oh no. that it's not going to be there. I want it to be there. I would love it to be there. I want to see the series, you know, come back, and right. I, I really loved this game, and it's been so long since... Um, since they, there, there was anything really yeah. about Ghost of Tsushima, so I, I would, I would just personally be really excited to see this. If they, if they're gonna announce it at any time this year, it's gonna be right now. So, I think that maybe, maybe my reason is like again for as jam packed as I think this is gonna be, hmm. maybe you can reach a limit where it's like, maybe it's better to hold this game for six months later, a year, depending on whenever it's coming out. We can do this one later. It's just one thing too many. I don't know. That, oh. I just have a feeling. I think you could be completely right. I just have a feeling. Deep in my one. bones. I want this one. I would love this. I want this one really bad. But yeah, and, and that was the game specifically. I was like, that might be one thing too many. I don't know why. Again, oh. just a feeling. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is the one thing too many. <laughs> Take, kick that out and give us an update on Ghost of Tsushima 2, please. Um, my want. thing here, is, I should have I been quicker to, to call this a lock. Um, they have been talking about this Last of Us multiplayer game. I saw very that. O very, openly. Yeah, very openly. So, yeah. and and I think they've been saying we're going to see more of it this year. So yeah, that seems got, like a, that seems like a shoe be, in. That's got to be going. That's got to be going here. And you know, it makes sense that Last of Us is now this big like transmedia IP yeah, juggernaut. They got to keep that IP like yeah. real fresh in people's minds. Yeah, I think there's a lot of interest of and like, hey, let's keep a, this going. A brand new audience that want to play this uh, game now, and yeah. if there's multiplayer, people are gonna like want to jump on that. You know? Yeah, I do wonder how like the multiplayer formula will fit with yeah. kind of this more like single player narrative driven Very kind of game. Driven game. I imagine yeah. they have some ideas of how to meld. Those two, mm -hmm. so I'm not I'm I'm not a Last of Us person. I'm I'm mildly interested in, in whatever this could be, and, yeah. and just in seeing what it could turn out to be. I'm, I'm definitely curious. I'm also just we've talked about how we're both not really Last of Us people because it's just too depressing for mm -hmm. us. But if the multiplayer is a little bit more of like a smaller experience, if it's more focused on you know a not so narrative thing and, and just more of gameplay and playing with friends, like mm -hmm. that could be kind of cool. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely interested in. What, what's different about it. Um, but there's been so many of my friends who are not into video games that yeah. watched Last of Us and yeah. they're like, I wanna play That was this. so big. I wanna play this game now. Right. I am like, I'm so curious to check this out, but I think a multiplayer experience would be like the perfect way to get those people in. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. What else? God of War DLC. Oh. I have that on my list. Okay. Pretty likely. Mm. Um, that game ended on such like a, yeah. just open-ended, like, you know, more things are going to happen in this world kind of thing. Mm -hmm. This might be the end of the, the, uh, Norse mythology storyline. So they probably will do one last push with DLC, you know, get all that in and then probably move on to the next, whatever the next God of War is going to be like the next, you know. 
um, mythology yeah, for it. Yeah. So I, I could see like one last push. Maybe there's a it's a very Loki focused DLC because mm-hmm. that was very surprising to us how you play so much as Loki in yeah, the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I wonder if that is on the, on the table for this year. Yeah. They have said they're doing a God of War TV show. Yeah. I think with Amazon Prime is oh, the partner cool. for that. Nice. I don't get the sense that super far along. Again, knowing knowing they're trying to line these things up, I wonder, I, I agree there probably is that DLC and I think it's a Treyas focus. I wonder if they say, let's wait and try and line these things up a bit mm-hmm. more and make the biggest impact possible. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do wonder about the timing for it. I mean, they obviously have seen so much success from this sort of multimedia approach. Um, like we were just talking about with Last of Us, so I can see them being very like formulaic about it and saying like, yes, this is yeah. what works. This is how we get people back um, that have played the game last year or new people in uh, and and have this you know game aspect of it as well. But I, I feel like they're either they're sitting on some DLC or we got DLC coming yeah, soon. Yeah, so I think it's it's perfectly perfectly reasonable that yeah. it could be there. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of these TV shows, remember we talked about the Twisted Metal TV show yeah. and how it was so strange that there had not been a Twisted Metal game for so long. Yeah, you think it's to support back? this, it just continues to make no sense that mm-hmm. they would do this without having any aspiration of that being a game. Like on that own, on its own, like that's that's just a, a failure waiting to happen. It's a weird franchise. A Twisted Metal TV too. show because like how popular is Twisted Metal? I mean, it was so big, but a long time ago it was No it one was remembers so big. that, do they? Uh, I feel like I, I certainly do. I mean, you do, but like you're like one so, of... So, I'm wondering if you could get a new Twisted Metal game, and I have a specific developer in mind, oh. which is Housemark, which is the team that did Returnal, and they're, and oh, they're sort of okay. pretty well equipped to make these sort of more arcadey, action-y types of games. Sure. And I do think there's some ways that you could evolve the gameplay for that. It's like, maybe it's like you're in the car, but you can also get out of the car and do some stuff yeah. out of the car. Like, that could be cool. I think, I think they need to evolve it because it feels a it little bit narrow and dated now. Absolutely. Because it's old. Yeah. But I just can't believe that they're just like, yeah, we're just going to do a Twisted Metal show without having a Twisted Metal game for like 15 years. Yeah. Like, I'll be, I'll be fine. We'll just play the Len song again and again. Oh, the Len People song. People will the love Len it. The song is very good. Um, I wonder if... It's almost like a series reboot, yeah. In, in a way, for, yeah. for them with with this uh, with Twisted Metal, because you know maybe the maybe there's some sort of weird strategy about not having a game because they want to maybe just reshape what the what this IP is like yeah. in people's brains. I have no idea, but it, it is, could have just been like, yeah, we just need to make some money. Who wants to buy an IP? Twisted Metal, it's cheap. It's Here cheap, you go. and we don't care. We're not going to do anything with it, but you yeah, can have it. You can have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who but knows? I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I th- yeah, I think there's. Enough possibility there, and again, it's just so weird without it. Yeah, um, I do think we're going to also get some like more smaller indie-ish kind of games. I feel yeah, like well, they said right there. Yeah, that yeah. they did say. But I, I, I do wonder what um, what that's going to be like. You know, there's a there's a few sort of they have like a few indie darlings as they as they had mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. um, like the Kina. Game, yeah, game, yeah. and uh, Sifu is another one that I think uh-huh. people really like. I wonder if there's something along that scope um, that will get announced. It might just be like brand new, a brand new game that we've never heard of, not not, yeah. not one in a series. So TBD, TBD cool, cool indie, indie game, cool indie darling, new indie darling. Well, that's a pretty bland 
prediction. It's a new indie darling. Is it another cat game? It's probably another cat uh, game, you guys. People love cats these days. Don't let days. the cat get its face eaten off this time, please. I, maybe there's another cat game. I, I think there's gonna, we're going to see some cats. We're going okay. to see some cats. Big prediction, cats. Cats. Another game that people seem to feel is a lock and seem really hyped for is a remaster of Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. Looking at sort of the smoke behind this, it does seem like this is really likely to happen. I am much less hyped for this than a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. But it's an odd number. I love Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, I was going to say, odd number. <laughs> I'm very... I need to know who is working on this. Like, mm -hmm. a post-Kojima... Like, for as weird as he is, like, you really do feel confident with him at the helm of a Metal Gear. Of Like, this is going to have true. everything I want in a Metal Gear. Yeah. Once he's handed over, even if it's a remake, like, you don't have to make a new game. Just working with the original material, I get nervous. Mm -hmm. I need to know who it is. Yeah. So it's like, if it's just some, like, studio Konami picked off the street... Like that's a, that could really suck. The quality could be a little lacking. Yeah, and I look at like how they've been picking games for or picking studios for these Silent Hill games. Like I just get nervous. But yeah. if there's some chance where, it's where Sony's like, we will partner with you on this. We will give you one of our premium studios to help you make this. Mm -hmm. They have that studio that did all those remakes, like the Shadow of the Colossus remake. That's a good one. I think they're called Blue Point something something blue. Yeah. My apologies, but if it's something like that, now we're talking. Yeah. But yeah. I just don't know. The era of remake, though, is very strong right now. Yes. Everyone's doing this. Every publisher seems to be, like, just not, I mean, just cashing in, really, on these remakes. Yeah. They're, they're extremely high quality. Right. People right. Are, are very receptive to remakes these days. Um, so I can see them getting, like, a little excited about something like this, right? Yeah. Because it's not really that much work. I mean, it's less work than developing a game Starting from scratch. Starting from scratch, right? Right. And you, you have... A bit of a guarantee that, you know, people like this game, and, and they're Metal probably going to play it. Metal Gear fans are starved at this point. It's been exactly. a long time. It's been a really long time. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Got anything else? Let's see. I have Astro's Playroom sequel. Oh, that's a good one. That one, I feel like, is definitely coming. That would be really great. I'm so unclear on like what the state of their Japanese because I know they shut know. down a lot. They're like quote Japan studio, right? Right. I know this is a different team, but I'm like, what are I they just doing? feel a little yeah. uneasy about that team. That's a, I think that's a great prediction. Yeah. But I just felt a little too uneasy about that to put it on my list. Yeah. But that's yeah. a good prediction. I think it's gonna happen. Like they just I feel like that's something that sh it's almost like a show off game. Like let's just show off yeah. all the cool tech that right, we have right. in the PS5 in this DualSense controller. Like, this is all the cool stuff that we can do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if your goal, again, is to, like, be the winning, you know, console or whatever yeah. in the rest of this year, especially as Switch is waning a little bit and at the end of its life cycle, like, this is a good, like, almost like a tech, fun tech demo for yeah. you to tell people, like, yeah, this this hardware is really amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can see that coming. Okay. Uh, Any hardware predictions? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh. I, got, I got two more things, that, and I'll end with what I think about hardware. Okay. I do, I've seen some people saying, like, oh, Grand Theft Auto 6, here it comes. No, that's not coming. I think definitely not, because Rockstar will unveil it their way yeah. when they're ready in some, you know, ridiculous trailer. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see them saying, 
Yeah, yes, just, just, just drop this into your yeah, hour-long your showcase thing. with a dozen other games. Like yeah, they are they so, want their time in the sun. They're nuts. From what I know about them, they're a little nutso. Wow. So they are going to do their thing for their game when yeah. they want. And in their way that they want it. Right, so. right. I, Yeah, I don't think there's so I, I don't, any sort of grant. But I've seen a lot games. of people saying, like, oh, it's coming out soon. Or, like, oh, it's not coming out for years. Like... It would be nice to know a little all, bit more, but it's, it's like, whatever. It's all smoke and mirrors. I, I mean, don't think we, anyone knows anything. Meanwhile, Grand Theft Auto V is selling like 10 million copies a day still. So. I know. So like, what's the point, <laughs> right? no rush, I guess. That, and you're just making money anyway. Yeah. The other thing that they have to have, and I'm a little unclear on what exactly it be. You need something for PlayStation Plus. Oh, yeah. You, you, you really have been... I, I've really fallen off the, the PlayStation Plus... Like, what is the benefit of this? Like, yeah. I'm not doing anything with my PlayStation Plus. I think they need something to juice those subscriptions a little bit more. It yeah. could it could be as simple as, hey, if you want to play this Final Fantasy 16 demo, yeah. you need to be subscribed to this tier. Sure. That's a fun way to do it. Yeah, I could see um, that. It could be a big, new, impactful wave of the you know downloadable games that you could do. It could be another um, collection of retro games that they have so yeah. many to choose from. Like, pick, pick one of those right. and do that. Yeah. They, they haven't done anything. I they feel have like. to have some sort it of an It just feels like such a nothing service right now. Like, there's no benefit to it at all. I continue to be confused about the different tiers. It's, it's very confusing. And yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people who, like, under the right circumstances, I would upgrade. I'm at the base tier right now. Mm -hmm. But I, I would upgrade if the right thing was there. I don't think I renewed my... Because oh. I was at the top tier. And really? I was like, this is stupid. Did you, what, what did you do with it? Nothing. That's oh. the thing. I have no motivation. So you just canceled it outright? Yeah. I, now I have the base tier. Oh, you're on the base tier. Yeah. Okay. I just, so you're not. I downgraded. You're not out. I'm not out. I can't okay. be out. Well, we got to play some Street Fighter soon. You better get to no, PlayStation No, I'm, I'm good. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I didn't see any motivation yeah. for me to keep a top tier subscription because right. they aren't really doing much without service. Yeah. So anyways. So hardware. Hardware. Let's, we can end with this. Do you have anything yeah. else? I want to talk about hardware. Okay. We can end with this. I think we get some. We think we get some hardware news. I think we get some hardware news too. I don't think it's like a PlayStation Five Pro. Oh, thank gosh, because that—that's also what I think it is not going to be. Yeah, people yeah. have been saying that like PlayStation Five Pro. I'm like, no, they just got their like ducks in a row to make this current right. thing like work in terms of supply. Like, I don't think they're doing a. But it's Pro also right like now. that it's would a be early. such a leap to say like, oh yeah, we've been making these games that work on PS4 and PS5. It's like you actually haven't had a chance to tap into the full power of the PS5 of the system yet, the yeah. base system yet. Exactly. So maybe in a year. Yeah. Maybe you know. Uh, a little longer than the, a year. In the future. Yeah. Yes, but not today. Not today. Do not but do that today. today. Like like cosmetic things. Slim. Slim is a good one. Slim. Colors. Uh, Colors. Give us more colors. Give us more shells. Give us more, you know. Well, there, you know there's going to be some, like, Spider-Man system. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be cosmetic. But I'm saying there's going to be a slim, like a whole new version, a whole new a iteration. New, okay, slim could be good. First of all, cool. first of all, that thing's about, like. It's like 14 million pounds. It's gigantic. Yeah, I could barely shove it in my console. Also, they have used these hardware iterations in the past with different generations to sort of kickstart these new phases mm -hmm. of sure. what this PlayStation is. I remember yeah. with PlayStation 3, that they, they had such a hard time with the original, and then they did basically a full relaunch that coincided with the release of this Slim. Yeah. And I think if, if you are looking at this as, 
This is us putting our foot on the throat of the industry for the next three whatever years. Yeah. We are going all out. Like full throttle. Like we are not holding back any stops. Yeah. Here's also this new cool hardware mm -hmm. um, that people, that new people are going to want to get. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really, that would be very aggressive and, and smart of them to do that. And that they are an aggressive company. They're not like Nintendo where they're taking they're like, like cautious baby steps. Yeah, they're like, not. They go for it. I admire And I admire them. that about I was going to say, I admire yeah. that. I admire that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't think they would shy away from some sort of hardware news. Slim is a great prediction. Um, anything to just make you just like want one of these, yeah. you know, if you have you don't have it yet. Great. Or like just keeping it feeling like there's more, more coming for the system. It's still right. like super relevant. Like there's, there's, there's stuff. There's yeah, stuff. We've also heard they, they've done some sort of in interior guts kind of reshuffling with some of their parts that they're using. I've heard that, yeah. So again, like it, it could just be as simple for them of like, hey, we found a way to make this a lot cheaper. And yeah, um, exactly. I don't know. I, like, does it come with a price drop? Oh, not necessarily. I don't think they need Not necessarily. They need to. Again, they need money. They, we all, we all need money, but they really need. They it. really, they like truly need money. Yeah. We, you can see the money like bleeding out of yeah. them every day that they need. They yeah. truly need money. Right. Um, but yeah. So there we have it. That's pretty meaty. Some truly unhinged predictions, out of character, but I think there it is warranted this time. Wolverine, PlayStation Slim, let's go. <laughs> Hype. Um, Adamantium edition. Here we go. Oh, oh. yes. Hey, that's That'd cool. Be cool. Um, I love this. I am so. I'm actually really, really excited. Again, this is Monday. <laughs> I can't wait for Wednesday where we get to watch this like big meaty showcase. Yeah. Like, I had, there hasn't been a lot of PlayStation news. I'm like super pumped. We're I haven't doing, turned my PlayStation. <gasps> we're doing a live reaction to this. What? I forgot one thing. A prediction? Yeah. Oh. Hogwarts Legacy DLC. That's it. That's what I'm gonna put All right, fine. Uh, we are doing a reaction to this live. Yes. Uh, check it out if if this if you're watching this before. Check it out afterwards if you're watching it after. Just watch. It. Yeah. So there we go. PlayStation. 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 Wow, that was a great bunch of predictions. Uh, equally great. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yay. You spend you and I you and spend I. a lot of time. Giving to others and not maybe so much giving to ourselves. Think about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, we record these on a Monday. Think of how busy and packed our Mondays are. Right. Wake up, get everything ready to record, drive out here, record for hours, drive home, make some dinner, work on edits, go to sleep. Where's the time for me? Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's it's really, you know, interesting to think about the equation of giving to others and giving to yourself because what happens is when you empty your tank all the way, there's actually nothing left for yourself or to give to the others. Yes. So you really do need to take some time to replenish your, your tank, um, give back to yourself and a better help therapist can really help you do that. Yes. And really um, get you to think about uh, some, some really like easy tips, mm -hmm. actionable tips that can help you find that balance, which I think is really important. Yeah, speaking to a BetterHelp therapist is entirely online. It's very convenient, flexible, uh, fits your schedule. You can do it through video, you can do it through audio, you can do it through text, and you can mix and match uh, however you would like to do each of your appointments. We yeah. both, both use it and really enjoyed it. Yeah, and Got then a lot you out just of it. fill out a really great questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. Um, and that's it. It's super easy to get started, very little hurdles 
for you to jump through to do this and it really um, reminds you to, to take the important time that you need for yourself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Kit and Krista today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kit and Krista. Links are here in the description below as well. Next up we have what we're playing, which is once again very heavy on Zelda. And I thought we could get started with our Patreon poll, which Love is a, a good intro into our Zelda yeah. conversation here. So the question was, now that we've all had a good amount of time to experience Tears of the Kingdom, which of Link's abilities do you find to be the most useful? Coming in at top with 56%, we have Ultra Hand. 23% say Ascent. 16% say Fuse. And 5% say Recall. Wow. What would yeah. have been your pick here? Ultra Hand is definitely the one that is required to be used the most. Mm -hmm. The game requires you, I feel. But that's not the question. Yeah, I like Ascend the best. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. I use Ascend all the time. I'm always jamming Ascend. Anywhere I go, Ascend. When we do the streams, you're always telling me to Ascend, and I'm like, there's nothing above me. I can't. I'm <laughs> just do just it. Jam it. Just Ascend. Jam Ascend. I would say Fuse. Oh, but I feel like I'm about to get into my Ultra Hand era. Oh, you're you're starting okay. But but is, is we'll, that different if, than your villain era? When we get into our <laughs> impressions, I'll tell you why. But but Fuse so far is like there's Can't just so many out. interesting combinations. Sure. Can really get you out of a pinch. Um, can you do it quickly? Like Ultra Hand is like, yes, I will do it in the specific moment when the game needs me to do it. Yeah. But Fuse is me like, too. I'm just doing this constantly for my own benefit. Yeah. That's how I feel about Ascend. I'm doing this constantly for right. my benefit. I barely climb in this game anymore, which is great because I don't really love the climbing, honestly. Climb. This is where people are different. And I love the Ascend um, function. So yeah. anyways, that's me. That's me, though. But it sounds like Ultra Hand is, is what our community is, is most... Uh, Mostly using. 56% yeah. is a huge number, so. Patreon subscriber Court says, I feel like a lot of the traversal and shrine content was designed with Ultra Hand exactly. in mind. So it ends up being useful out of necessity. However, I voted for Ascend just due to how often I use it while exploring, and it's made me so much more aware of environment structure. It's always fun to be down in a cave and or well and ascend up from a random spot to see where it takes me. Court and I are so simpatico in this way. That's exactly how I feel about everything that Court has said. Yes, 100% agree. Mikey is one of the five percenters on Recall says, I don't know how Recall isn't blasting this pole out of the water. It's the only ability with near infinite range, can freeze time, and it's basically a free do-over. Not to mention, if there's no Skyview Tower around, just watch for falling ruins and boom, free elevator. I do like the range on Recall. I love how you can hit that Recall and you can just look out and see, just get a real good lay of the land as to like which ones you can, you know, ascend up or uh, ride up. It's pretty amazing. I think the Recall crew is like the big brain crew. Like the Recall the, crew is the smartest These are the people, people who've actually like this mastered like, how to use this. And we're like just Mensa. like, well, I'm riding a rock. Your IQ is like yeah. way above yeah. the norm, yeah. Tay, 120N64 says, let's not kid ourselves. There's Ultra Hand and there's everything else. That said, every one of these abilities transform how you engage with the game in a far more meaningful way than every ability from Breath of the Wild combined. Oh, Dane, Again, shots fired. last time we had bombs. That was last one of the abilities. We, we can make ice cubes. Cool. We can make ice cubes. Yeah, that, that's like... a very good point. Yeah, that yeah. this is very evolved. 
<laughs> and finally, Nava the Maestro says, I use Ultra Hand the most, but Recall is a close second. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that Recall can rewind any movements done by Ultra Hand. This has come in handy for shrines where I've combined both features to create a moving platform. I'm sure I've not scratched the surface of what can be done yet. That is the next step in the big braining is exactly. like the combination of two things. Exactly. And I think the two things that combine probably the best is Ultra Hand and Recall. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks everybody who voted in the poll. Yeah. Let's get into our impressions. So you did something very big in this game last night, you told me. I did. So no spoilers again, but um, I actually completed my first dungeon. Nice. I'm so proud of myself. It was, it was, like I was saying before, you know, I'm using the dungeons and getting those story updates advancing the main quest as sort of like a big reward for mm -hmm. myself because those are the things that are most important to me um, when I'm playing this game are most exciting to me. So I, I told myself I will not do any dungeons until I complete the map. Okay. So that's another a big thing that I think that happened to both of us. We both yeah. had, had finally gotten all the towers. Yeah, I did that as well. So that means we got our ground map all filled in and that also means we got our sky map all filled in which is actually uh -huh. pretty cool yeah um obviously there's parts of the map that we that are or many parts of the map that are unexplored but i was very happy to check that box and like have my complete map and i was like okay i'm ready i'm ready to go to my first dungeon i hit up the rito village because i i think that's what the game wants you to do i could be wrong i i did go back i don't know to some of those early conversations and you're right Okay. There is a conversation I was like, Did I imagine um, this? with Pura who says, you might want to start there. Yeah. And again, it's very throwaway. In my way, I just blast You're through the dialogue. Because the yeah. sometimes they get too much talking and I'm ready to go. I know. So I completely missed that. Yeah, yeah. But yes, that does seem and to be where they want you to go. I, I got to say that that is, when I was playing Breath of the Wild, the Rito Village and um, just like that kind of part of. Hyrule was was my one of my favorites. I mean, it had like, oh, really? my favorite music. Yeah. You know, the the characters are, are really cute. Um, the little birdie characters. I, I really like the Rito area a lot. And so mm. I was very happy to be to get started with my okay. big my big dungeoning, like yeah. in, in this place that I just I have been just dying to go back to and I've like been holding myself back. I purposely made that my last tower to get. Oh. So that I could just Get that tower, finish my map, and then I can just like sort of yeah. glide beautifully into okay. Rito, Very dramatic. Rito Village. I definitely cried. <laughs> huh? I don't when? know. I just I Why? get I get really emotional now when I see these characters oh. from Breath of the Wild that they're like grown up. They got like stuff going on now. You know, you meet like things have happened. Time has passed, so you're like seeing these people that you feel very close to from Breath of the Wild. That you, you feel like you've had this close relationship with and you haven't seen them for six years. And yeah. so you go, in, when you see them again, you're like, oh my gosh, like you've gotten taller. <laughs> or like, <laughs> you're so grown up now. And that, that, I'm like getting all misty. Um, that was like the exact emotion that I had when I finally got there. And I was like, oh my God. Um, and the game is great where they like let you, you know, the, the, the whole point is that you you play a lot of the dungeon part of it mm -hmm. with those characters um, that, you know, you're very attached to. Like, yeah. I, I know later when you go to the water temple uh, or the water t uh, area, you can play with Sidon and stuff like that, which is, like, really cool. Um, but you, you, you get to share this experience with Tulin. 
um, who was just a little chickadee in Breath of the Wild. He was barely out of his little egg. It was just so cute. And he's, a, he's all grown up and he's got his own arrows and he's got So his, about the dungeon, what can you tell us about thing? the dungeon? Because I still have not done a dungeon. Oh my god, tell us. I have just been, I've been so aimless with this game. It's fine. Like you, like, it yeah. sounds like you have some sort of, are you doing like a concentric circle or like clockwise? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm just like, oh, that one, now this one. Oh, no, no, do that. I, I do think I'm going to save Gerudo for last because that looks really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've completed the map. Yeah. I'm gonna start my first dungeon tonight. Maybe tonight. Oh. Um, I, I I I will follow what the game says about there being a first dungeon. Okay. I kind of wish they were all equal. Yeah. I actually wonder how how, how challenging it would be to do them out of that that sequence. I don't think it would be that hard, honestly. But you okay. should, you should pick whatever you feel. Like yeah. What yeah. You're, what you're feeling in that moment. Um, I was really surprised because I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, we were all shocked when the the developer interview came out like right. one day before the game was like btw their dungeons were like excuse me um so i honestly had curbed my expectations and i'm, I'm someone that loves big meaty zelda dungeons uh -huh. like I, I want to be lost and and work on it for days and then be really satisfied at the end i will say that this is not like that um but it, it also didn't disappoint me in any way. Like it definitely didn't feel as meaty as a typical, like more traditional Zelda dungeon. What I really loved about this is that it, it's like a the lead up to the dungeon is like kind of like part of the dungeon. Oh. Which was really interesting. Getting to the dungeon you mean? Yeah. Okay. You, you gotta do a lot yeah. of stuff. Like okay. you, you gotta like there's like a there's like sort of three parts to this. One part one is like kind of story driven. You're like talking to people doing this stuff. Doing things, at least for this first dungeon. And yeah. then and then getting up to the dungeon was a real feat. Oh. And I was really surprised how just how big and massive that experience. The dungeon in the sky. Well, this one isn't. Yeah, it's like the wind dungeon or whatever. Okay. Wind temple. So yeah. I, I don't know if every dungeon's in the sky, but this, but this one this is. one, yes. Okay. Um and so you gotta get up there, right? Yeah. You, you see this big thing in the sky and you're like there's no way i'm getting up there how do i do this and that in and of itself it's like an environmental puzzle in a way huh. but you're not in the dungeon yet you're not is yeah. that, that's you're cool in there i like that and then you get into the dungeon and then you, you do the more traditional yeah, dungeony things there's like puzzles and locks and chests and enemies and whatnot and cutscenes. and then there's a big boss fight at the end obviously yeah um that i found to be really creative and and fun like it wasn't like frustrating or i definitely was i felt like i was leveled correctly for it i had enough stamina and hearts and whatnot yeah, yeah. for it my weapons felt like it was doing stuff mm. in there so i wasn't like totally squishy um but it was awesome i loved it so loved can, you, it. can you say again what are some of the other things that made it not feel like a big traditional dungeon it's pretty short okay because you did it in one night yeah not including it, the, the lead up to it yeah okay yeah. I think what, what about like the degree of puzzle complexity? Not that complex. Mm. I would love it to be more complex. A little bit repetitive in this particular oh. dungeon. Like, like a one learn, trick. You learn kind of thing. once and you know exactly what you need to do for the yeah. rest of it. Sounds but, great to me. <laughs> you'll like it. I think you'll be fine. Um, the dungeon itself, though, is the coolest thing. And oh. I actually do want you to go there first because I really want to talk to you about okay. it. Because I think you'll have a special connection to it. Hmm. I'm just taking it at, at, at that. What could that mean? 
I think you're really gonna love it. Oh, sharks? They got sharks inside? Wind no, sharks? I can tell you. Oh. That's cool, that's a good idea. But I just think, I think you in particular would really connect with this. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I did my first one now. It's time to, to wee myself off of dungeons for a while and go back into the world. I yeah. think I'm gonna do the, um, the quest where you look at those glyphs. Yes, so you, so you have not done any of those? None. Why not? So you said you were worried about them, the seeing out them order. out of sequence? Yeah, I was a little worried about that. Well, you can just find the sequence and do it that way. Okay. I, I know what the first one is. Yeah. And I, I think that is actually the first one. Right. So I think I'll be okay at least just starting that quest. Right. Um, so I want to do that. There's a couple other like meteor side quests that I really want to do because I found found that the other thing that's really tough in this game is getting armor, getting like yes. Yes. And I'm like bummed because I love Breath of the Wild. How Link had like this huge closet of things to change into. Yeah. It took me. I worked day and night for that sign guy. Day and night, people. I went into overtime. Okay. Sign spinning. This the sign spinner. <laughs> like I was. I was working in front of that pizza. And what hut. did it get you? Well, I had finally saved up my pennies, my rupees, for um, at least for part of the. Uh, the outfit in the Rito Village, the cold. Oh, I, I, you're, a, you're a sucker. You can't get that. I needed it because it was so cold up no. there. I needed All it. All the good stuff's in these random caves. Oh, man. So the other thing that I found I found out when I was in my, on my journeys yeah. is that you do get to, um, one of the side quests is you meet up with the editor of the Clover Lucky Clover Gazette. Yeah, yeah. And she has a cool outfit, which is like oh. a cool armor set that she'll give you if you do the quest. What does it's it look like? It's like a frog suit. Oh. And it makes it you can, so you stick to walls when it's raining, oh. and it looks so cool. It, it's like suit. it literally looks like a, a frog, like a Mario like, frog, kind suit? of but black, like a cool, like a like a Greninja, like a oh, Greninja Link. Okay, which looks really cool. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll try to like, and all you have to do is go around to the stables yeah. and like gather tips and stuff. And I have so many of those okay. shrines around there unlocked. Yeah, I can. Probably pop around pretty easily. I got so. into one side quest for the like fashion maven who was missing. Yeah, did you? And they marked in my map like, oh, she left some stuff in these places, and it took me into this really big cave. Oh. And eventually, it got me the rubber armor that's anti electricity. Oh, that's kind of cool, like a rubber is, suit, basically. Yeah, which is useful, but yeah, yeah, it seems like most of the really good armor is just tucked away in a random cave. Or it's like some sort of big long quest. So you might not agree with this. I think if it's if there's one thing you want, just look it up. And because otherwise you're never gonna find it. It's like I wanted the climbing gear, so I looked that up, and I was like, and I got two pieces of that. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good for now, kind of with armor, and I'm still scanning amiibo too. I know I need to scan some. My amiibo are all here. I have studio, such so bad to... luck scanning the amiibo. Oh really? Like I got one that was weird, and I got like one or two other things, but I scan these all every night. Damn, that's a lot of gameplay time. It's a lot of that's amiibo. That's a lot of time yeah. that you're spending just doing that. Like right. that's eating into your gameplay exactly. power. Like, minutes. give me this stuff already. You're gonna be up all night scanning amiibo. Uh, no. We've been yeah. we've both been staying up too late playing this I'm game. I'm exhausted, you guys. <laughs> My sleep schedule is so messed up. I also had the bir big birthday weekend this weekend. Yeah. And uh, Went last night, I felt bad because you were texting me about Koroks last night. I was texting you about work. About this stuff. Yeah. And I did never, not, never, and I usually am very responsive. Yeah. I did not respond to you because I fell asleep. I guess she hates me now. <laughs> and I woke, I fell asleep at like eight o'clock 
and I woke up at 10 p.m. But not on purpose. No, like I you didn't get into bed. You just like no, passed out. I just out. passed out. And then I, because I was so tired from the night before staying yeah. up playing this game, and then I just continued. I, I literally like fell asleep with the switch on my couch, and I like I I woke up at 10 o'clock, and I was like gonna finish this dungeon oh, now. Oh no! Literally was in the middle of the. It's, it was insane. I, I my brain. I don't know. I need to. I need to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> guys oh, oh my gosh. gosh so good though so good so for me i also had sort of a little mini goal of, of filling out the map so yeah. I've, I've done that now awesome so i am gonna do that first dungeon but i uh recently got the auto build which is sort of i'm gonna do that the last ability that you can get and i i wasn't actively seeking it out but i was again i was just going through like videos for the game uh -huh. and one was like oh and this thing's a lot easier if you get the auto build and here's how to get it it's actually really easy to get it's okay. it's underground but it's not far from that initial drop point that you okay. go through and it's kind of an interesting thing to, to go and get and I, I do think this could really change my perspective on ultra hand because i do think some of those vehicles are cool and fun to ride but it's like it can be a lot of work to this thing that you're riding and then like oh well now i don't need it anymore and or then it, and it despawns desp yeah. or it breaks or something mm -hmm. and it's like oh. or you have to leave it somewhere too exactly so so with this like you can save the build it remembers the building you can, like favorite them and if you have the parts it will just immediately make it so nice if you don't have the parts you can use zonite to just pay for it and it'll just psh, make it so there's multiple ways to get it wow and i saw somebody in our discord shared this video of like this is like one of the best like just traversal vehicles in the game it's just a steering wheel with two fans that are placed at just the right angle that you can really easily fly around oh. and they're like this uses such so little battery because the batteries are hard to fill out the, you need a hundred <clears throat> i did my things? i did my first couple battery upgrades but it's hard how do you get to the forge is that underground too the what the forge so there's a couple forges do you, do you mean the one where you actually do the upgrade or the one no. where you do exchange all the stuff. I'm gonna exchange the stuff. There's I one in the of... in the Great Sky Island. Oh, okay. There's also multiple of those oh, underground. That's right. The, the first one we. It's annoying to get to though. Like they make it really annoying to do all the battery stuff, and then you have to go somewhere else to change all that into actually yeah, get I the battery. Yeah, I know how to change, like where to go to change it. But I just right. need, I need the forge because I have a. It's lot a of, lot of steps. I've been holding on to a lot of zona. It's a lot of steps. I'm 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 hauling the hundreds of zona. Right. I need to go trade it in. Right. So okay, maybe there might be some quality of life stuff that I need to do now that I you abs you should absolutely do that. Yeah, I'm thinking back to like some of the comments from reviews where I was like, oh, you know, for the first X hours, like I still hadn't wrapped my mind around how to transition the way I'm playing this game from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom, mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm on the cusp of that now. Okay, because it's like now you're going to be running a pod racer. Like I think some people were commenting on this in the stream of like, oh yeah, you're just like hoofing it and climbing stuff. And it was like, well, that's what felt most natural to me. Yeah. And it's like, I could have built this device, but it would have taken me, you know, five minutes to build it. And I just ditch it until the next cliff, which feels like a waste of time. Yeah. But if I can have something that I can very easily make, easily remake. Yeah. And really now does you can really, like, open up the map. Quickly get around. Now, this is a whole nother game now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't mind taking a walk, honestly, though, or riding the horse. Like I hate, I'm like, I hate, I'm like I hate old the school. Capital H hate. I'm, I'm like old school. I like I love to enjoy like yeah. the views. But they were also saying like this is super good to. for underground because you you're flying. You don't have to worry about stepping in the gunk. Yeah. 
Um, that makes sense. I like that idea. Yeah. So I. You might be sold I'm gonna, on this. I'm going to do that. Try it. I'm going to do that tonight. Because that looks feels like. super useful. Yeah. And they also, you also do get, once you get um, the auto build, just pre-made blueprints for stuff. That's cool. Yeah. So they do try, they're to like trying encourage to. encourage you to do this. Exactly. And make, and make it. it easier on you. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun to do an elaborate build of like, oh, let's test this out. But it's also nice to just have like the more Simple pr things. pragmatic stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you don't need to build like a semi-truck for every right. instance, but like having some sort of way to quickly get from point A to B if you know where you're going, yeah. like that's, that's I've not, good Because I've not done any of those Korok delivery quests because it's like, eh, I don't feel like spending five minutes building a thing right now. So I just haven't done any of them. Yeah, so you have a any. lot. You can do a lot and get your upgrades right. for your... Your inventory? So that's pretty good. Exactly. I haven't even found Hetsu yet. I've done a lot of those Korok delivery things. Oh, you've been, you haven't? Oh, once you do the first um, glyph, like he's right. He's basically like the next thing you'll see. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. that's... Yeah, again, I, I I do need to do some of the, the the early games of the people recommend that you do that I did not do. Right. So, <laughs> so now that you've done one dungeon, are you just going to go like dungeon, dungeon, dungeon no. now? or? No, no, no. I'm really trying to savor them. Save it. Because I do wonder what happens after the four main dungeons. Because like... Some you better get into the castle, right? Well, some some Zelda games, it's like there's the first clump of things, and then it opens up a new clump. I don't know. I remember in Breath of the Wild, it was pretty much like yeah, then then the game starts to wrap up. Yeah, I'm, so I'm worried that that's going to happen. Wonder, that's why I'm scared right. to do that. That's why I'm in no rush to do those. Yeah, honestly. I, I'm I'm one of those people that if I beat the game, that I won't have motivation to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it'll be hard for me to just Oh, meander. to keep exploring and stuff? Well, I can keep exploring, but having the dungeons like as a carrot for my, mm. myself is like a very good motivation. I have a big question for you. Oh. In Breath of the Wild, when you did the dungeon, the Divine Beast shot that laser, yeah. which became a real eyesore for my vistas. Yeah. Is there anything like that that happens? No. Thank God. It's actually quite like good. inoffensive. Great. Yeah. That's great news. Yeah. No, it, it really was ugly. Wasn't yeah. It? It's like, I don't that. need this now. And you kind of like, like angle your camera so right. that you're like not seeing the laser. That was weird. Yes. I don't like yes. that either. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's have this conversation about, about what we mentioned at the front. Uh, so we have seen so many, first of all, people are blowing through this game. I don't know how people are doing this. People are like, well, oh. Well, they haven't slept at all either. I have a hundred percent of this game or I've done everything. I've got max hearts, max everything. It's like, how are you doing this? I don't know. But a lot of people, you know, whether they've finished it or not, have been coming out and saying, like, yeah, this is, you know, vastly superior to Breath of the Wild. This is, my, this is now my favorite game ever. Not even a question. Yeah. So, and, and that question came up. We were on the Nintendo Prime podcast last week, and that was one of the conversation points. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were saying, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was such an easy answer for them, I so, thought. So I think we need to put out where, where we feel about this. Yeah, yeah. I think you and I may, may be sort of on the same page here, but it's so hard for us to evaluate this game in a vacuum. Like, I think it's one of those things where, like, if you look at it on paper, you know, this game obviously is, is bigger. Um, it's vastly improved some of Link's abilities. It's so creative. It has all of these improvements and all of these new things that you're able to do in a, in a world that you already love. So looking at it just from those pure factual gameplay ways, it's so easy to just automatically say like, these things are true, which equals this game is better than Breath of the Wild. But it's so hard to evaluate it like that because Breath of the Wild is such a, 
it's, it's mixed in with so many other things. It's mixed in with that, you know, launch for Nintendo Switch. It was during this time when this game came out that really just shocked the world, I think, and, and was something that none of us had ever seen before for the Zelda series. So like all of those sort of non-quantifiable things make it really difficult, I think, to say like, this is better than Breath of the Wild. Yeah, first of all, we need we need to finish the game. I don't think we feel comfortable right, right. making this declaration yeah. um, before we've properly finished the game. But you're true. It's like on paper, just like head to head. It's like, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is a better game. I, I can I can say that. But it, it, when I go ahead and make my updated rankings for right. myself, yeah, it took me like well over a year with Breath of the Wild to know where to put it mm-hmm. on my list. And in this case, it's going to be really hard because. Yeah, like you were saying, like that same sense of wonderment of experiencing Breath of the Wild and seeing this transformation of this great series. I don't get that feeling again. No. There's other feelings I get. Yeah. But it becomes very hard to assess, like, rank my feelings. Like, you know? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Those feelings that, though, for Breath of the Wild are such a once in a lifetime thing. Like, I don't know if you can ever replicate that, that emotion, that excitement. Um, that sense of newness, like, I just don't think that's possible, you know? The other thing that I am struggling with is I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of two games that kind of exist, you know, live in this space of, like, it's based on the same world, it's, it's, you're revisiting a lot of the same stuff. I almost want to, like, group these games together. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's kind of a cop-out, but... For me, it's hard to like have one like without one the other. One can't exist without the other. Right. So yeah. it's like I, I've seen a lot of memes on that too, actually. So yeah. like you hear of like you. So let's use music as an analogy. Sometimes people will like, well, we recorded these two albums back to back, like mm-hmm. in the same space at the same time, and we just released them like a year apart. Yeah. Like that's kind of how I'm looking at this, where it's like these exi- these two games share so much in common. Yeah. They feed off of each other. They build off of each other. Yeah, one is the a, development team was in. The, they yeah. were they were like building on the same mindset and ideas that they had. Same development team too. Same people. Yeah, same people. Same, right. Same ideas, ideas that they weren't able to put into that first into Breath of the Wild, maybe yeah. into Tears of the Kingdom. But like, I think if they could have put everything into one massive gigantic game, like it would be a mush up of the two, right? Right. So. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm screwed when I need to actually yeah, I can, figure, can figure this it out. out. I know. It's going to be really hard. So This is your favorite game. Breath of the Wild is your favorite game of all time. It is. So it is. I think it's going to be really tough. To and, that, and, and again, like I can't think of two games where it's like, oh, the next one was just my next favorite game ever. It's such a weird place to be yeah. of trying to assess this. I don't know. The one thing I will say that I really like, so many people when they list, like, here's my top 10 favorite games ever. They're all games that came out like 20 years ago or games that they experienced when they were a child. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. And there's a good reason. Because that yeah. sense of childlike wonder of like, oh my you God. You can't replicate that I'm getting either. into games for the first time. My mind is blown by everything. I'm right. having these incredible formative experiences. And a lot of people like can never get past that. It's like, oh, no, nothing can ever top Mario Kart 64. It's like, uh, well, actually a lot of things can, but your, 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 your brain mind is, and your emotions won't let you. It's equating other things to this ranking. That's why I think it's great that this game is like, I think it's great that people are saying that. Yeah. Because it it, it is like forcing people to like evaluate things differently. And it's such a, 
much harder thing as an adult or whatever yes. in your cynical adult right. ways all of us are not uh, unless you're mr miyamoto <laughs> you do not have you know all the time your childhood innocence yeah. and wonderment anymore so that if something can break through your iced over adult heart and give you a feeling give you something that's a miracle. Yeah, I was victim of this too. Like before Breath of the Wild, I'd say the majority of my top games were probably from when I was young. Yeah. But now I've had that. I've had Breath of the Wild. Elden Ring's now like up there. This is going to be up there. I, I like, think about I, Elden Ring a lot. We really need to read. We really need to make these lists. Like sit down and like hunker down. Like here are the top I ten want to. favorite games. You have to do it. You don't have a choice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't make me. Um... But yeah, it, it's a, it's such an interesting conversational, like a topic, you know, yeah. point because it is so hard to decouple, um, like the, the the facts of reality of what right. this game is with the moment in time and the the significance. I think mm -hmm. of Breath of the Wild. So that that's something that I think we all need to think deeper about and, and almost grapple with a little bit like how do we decouple these things in our heads do we want to does it matter does it does it mean that we're selling tears of the kingdom short or does it is it unfair to put it against this this um this bar because it, it truly can never reach that yeah it's second i don't know and like, seriously if, if anybody has any examples of this of two games back to back that share so many similarities that were just like both top 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 tier yeah. I'd love Tell to know us. because I've I've been racking my brain. I can't think of any. This is gonna be like Elden Ring Two is gonna be like yeah. the next thing. Yeah. You played another game. I did. You tore yourself away because you visited Capcom to play Exo Primal. I know. I was just saying that Capcom. I didn't go on this no. on this one. I wasn't invited. You have played this game before I have played as it well. Before. Capcom has been very 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 generous, allowing us to go play some of these games early. Um, and I, I I did I. Got to go and check out Exo Primal, which is a pretty—it's uh, really unique and, and really fun game. Um, you, you and I both played the beta a little bit. This yes. is sort of significantly more deeper into the game. So, were you playing the full game then? Yeah. The full build of yeah, what they had. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And um, basically, the the game is that you are in these like mech suits, and there's all these different kinds um, depending on what kind of role you want to play, and it's a multiplayer experience. Yeah. Five to a team, and you have to complete these objectives, um, you know, as fast as possible for your team to win. And you can freely switch out of these suits. Um, it's really cool because it has like the sense of like, okay, if you want to be support, these are just some of the suits that you can use. If you want to be more of like an all-around character, and some of the objectives are really interesting and fun as well. It kind of reminded me of Splatoon, actually. Oh, like really? there's one that was sort of like tower defense, where you like yeah. ride the tower and then go through the the objectives and the best part about this game that i didn't even say yet is that you're battling dinosaurs yeah which is awesome <laughs> like i always complain that there's not enough dinosaur right. games but this one is like you're battling dinosaurs but the best part one of the things you can do is you get to control a dinosaur you can, like summon a dinosaur you can right? summon like yeah. a t-rex and just like go crazy and like yeah. maul people with your tiny arms and your big old tail and step on them and right. fling them around and stuff yeah Super, super fun to be able to finally have a game where you like get to play as a dinosaur. It's so awesome. Um, but yeah, I really, I've been, I really enjoyed it. I think it's super fun if you have like a group of friends to play with. Um, it's a, it's a really solid multiplayer experience. So in the beta, it was like there's two teams, and for the first part, you're not, 
you don't see the other team. You're sort right. of like trying to get as quickly as possible through these objectives. Yeah, they're and then, all, yeah. And then you meet. And then you head to head them. And then you start fighting them with yeah. the dinosaurs all around you. True. So Is that kind of the format for all of it? Well, that's one of the multiplayer modes. Okay. There, there's several others. Okay. So that's one that's one that you can do. Tower defense is another one that you can do where you have to like guard your yeah. own tower and it kind of the, the, it's on rails, so I'll move closer and closer and closer to the other team yeah. until you're really close to each other, and it's like the first person to take out their tower wins. Yeah. Um, we had some really close matches where each side saved their dinosaur summon, which is pretty powerful, mm. to the very end, and it was yeah. just like an all-out T-Rex oh. battle wow. for for victory. And then there's other ones that's more like um, controlling different zones. Like you have to like you know, uh, take control of, um, like, zones A, B, and C, mm -hmm. and the majority of that wins. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really cool. Yes, You're, it is on Game Pass. I think I saw this game. So this game's coming to Game Pass, yeah. like, day one, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're That's Googling cool. You're away over there. Well, I wanted to make sure I'm doing some fact-checking on the fly here. <laughs> You're not going to say it, I'll say it. Um, oh, boy. What? There's a lot of classes in this game. What was the class you were using? I the medic, like the healing oh, class, there's like yeah. a witch doctor class. There was class. a number of support ones, right? That's yeah. really fun, that I really liked. Um, and I also, this is real basic, but I kind of just like that, like, basic class. I like that one too, actually. Um, I, felt, a, I felt kind of boring. You, felt, you feel boring, but it's like fun but to it, play. It, it was fun, yeah. You also get like a ton of upgrades and customizations oh. for your your, um, your exoskeleton yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it ranges from like different loadouts, so you can say like I want like a faster, sh you know, shoot rate yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like, there's so many different ways to customize, to just like weird cosmetic things. Like we all were obsessed with putting these like hamburger stickers on our suits, so we like our our team was like the hamburger team. All right. So we had like hamburger stickers and little like keychain charms yeah. like all over our robot. Oh, more keychains. Oh, Capcom's Very really cool. into keychains lately. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, it was. I really wanted one in real life. It all was right. really cool. It was really fun. Nice. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Let's give you our news segment. We have kind of a, a short news segment this week just based on what's been going on. But as we were saying, this Mortal Kombat game got announced. Mortal Kombat 1 is coming out September 19th. It is kind of a... They've had a number of reboots of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. This is seemingly set in the setting of the first Mortal Kombat game. Mm -hmm. But it has a lot of characters that were not in the first Mortal Kombat game. So they're sort of expanding the scope of that. And I think they were saying, like, you're going to learn, like, really the true, the true origin stories yeah, origin for a lot of these story. characters. Yeah, exactly. So... We both played the last Mortal Kombat and mm -hmm. really liked it. I really liked the last Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. That was so good. I think it was Mortal Kombat 9 was the first time they introduced that new story yep. mode, mm -hmm. which is like the gold standard for, so for fighting good. game story yeah. modes. I, I'm sure they'll have another like that. I do wonder, because that game touched upon some of the same subject matter as this start of you know Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat, not yeah. Mortal Kombat 1. So I wonder how they'll differentiate it. I'm also curious about why they decided to go back to that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm eager to hear and see more um, of the background on this game. But mm -hmm. I, just just knowing how good that the story has been of be the good. last games, like I'm, really I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get this. Do you watch this. the Mortal Kombat movie on HBO? I still haven't seen that one. Was that good? It's so good. Really? Yes. Oh. It is such a good, fun time. Wow. You okay. should watch it. You should watch it because it's, it's kind of along the same vein of like right, right, origin right. stories and sort of almost like a series reboot and stuff okay. like that. It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. it. 
So this game is across the board going to be $70, including the Switch version, which I was very surprised at. Is this the next $70 game that's this after is, Tears of the Kingdom? This is this next one, the second one. Ooh. So I didn't feel great about this, and I sort of had to ask myself why. Mm. You know, if, if you're going to do this... So, for example, like they have a different studio that's not NetherRealm making this version of the game. Like, if you're gonna say like this is worth seventy dollars on the same level as PlayStation and Xbox, like it better be like the best possible Switch version. And I get that, yeah, like the graphics will never be the same. The Switch version of, of Mortal Kombat 11 was pretty good, actually. It was pretty good. It was yeah. good, but like there had better not be any like shortcuts taken or corner or missing content. That's yeah. another thing that we see a lot in I'm Switch versions. I'm not gonna versions. play this on Switch. I'm not either. I mean, we got a code for it last time. One hundred percent, we're not playing this on Switch. But the, the the concern I had from this is like, is this now the next excuse for third parties? Like, oh, we put out a game on Switch for seventy dollars and it didn't sell. Our fans just our fans aren't interested. Like, is this the new excuse oh. for why why third party games will I, not come to Switch? I hope not. That would be so dumb That's if so it is. That's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's really that would be very like short sighted. The good news is like the Switch probably doesn't have that much life left, yeah. so there's probably not going to be enough seventy dollar games right. for people to to to, have to, that. to do this and make that connection and right. learn the hard way. Yeah. That this is not going to work. Like a game yeah. like Zelda. Yeah, you can justify it. Yeah, but, I really wonder if the next system is just going to be more seventy dollars. Like just going to raise the oh, yeah. prices altogether. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they might. Yeah, yeah. No, on a new system, you have a lot more rationale to exactly. do that. Exactly. So they probably would be but able to just do that. The Switch version. Probably not going to sell that great. Yeah, is it seventy dollars? It's yeah. a lot of money for that. For that. Yeah. So more to come on this. Yeah. Oh, they did. I had to put this here. Oh, there is a. They there have been some of the DLC skins. They've been like leaking, but I think they've been talking about some too. For Johnny Cage, there's a DLC skin that turns him into John Claude Van Damme. I love John which is Claude Van Damme. Amazing. Muscles and Brussels. Well, that's what Johnny Cage is based on doing splits, I and punching guys in the crotch. Love that. Yes. Van Damme is such like he's such a hottie. Oh my gosh. Yes. Just make. Give it to me. Just make Johnny Cage Van Damme permanently. Permanently, yeah. Yes. Muscles from Brussels. Van Damme, I think, had a clause in his contract where he has to show his butt at least once in a movie. Perfect. There's always some scene where somebody's walking in and he's like half got his pants like on his butt. Yeah. Like, oh. You, didn't see you there. Oh, I didn't expect you, you to you, come in, you but I did, me. but I totally did. You're like, yeah. Or like some shower scene or something. Yes. Some towel slippage. That and the splits. We got to have it in every, oh, every Van Damme movie. I love Van Damme. Yes. That's great news. Next story is All about right. Assassin's Creed. So Ubisoft did their fiscal earnings report, which was really bad. They oh lost $500 gosh. million. Dollars. I don't know. How did this happen? Half a billion dollars? You lost it? How? Yves. Yves Gimbo. What happened? Oh, no. Mr. Yves. Fromage. Um... So one of their big solutions to fix this is that they're going big on Assassin's Creed. They're going to be expanding the amount of people working on the franchise. How are they going to pay these people when they lost $500,000? 40%. Wow. And they also said that Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the last game in the series, outperformed Origins and Odyssey in terms of the total players and the revenue that they earned per player. And they made it sound like there's still a lot of people playing this game. Okay. They keep putting content out for that game. I've totally fallen off. I, yeah, after like, I beat that, years I was like, ago, yeah. I mean, that game was so long to begin with. Yeah, like, it was I'm, getting a little old I think old I've had a end. lifetime of Assassin's Creed Valhalla here. Yeah, it was like, it's a little lame towards but the end. I'm honestly worried about this because this is like the cycle. It's like, 
go big on Assassin's Creed. We're having one like every year. And then it's like, oh, people got sick of Assassin's Creed. We need to pull yes. back. But they then it's like, every time. Assassin's Creed to the rescue. Invest more. And but they, it, they had this whole roadmap for Assassin's Creed where they're like, these are going to be smaller games. These are going to be... Well, they have the one game coming out this year that's the smaller game. Yeah. And then... So, that, like, what's the deal? Like, don't, the, don't, don't stray from the roadmap. I think the others are back to being... Big ones? Like, Valhalla size and scope. Oh. But... I think they had something like every other year. That that worked well, I think. I think it worked really well. I think if they annualized this again, they it's, shouldn't it's not going to go well. But I worry that... how buggy those were when they annualized? It was terrible. I'm worried they're so panicked about losing all this money that they're like, we just, we just, just crank them out. What else they got going on? That's like it, that cannot be their only Last franchise. year, they had a surprisingly low number of games. Like They had the Mario and Rabbids, which we knew didn't sell well, but not a lot else. So you Why? wonder, like, where... Where, they, they usually are pretty prolific in putting happened? games out. I don't know. Something happened. Do, are people still playing games like Rainbow? Yeah, they have those live service games. Rainbow Six Rainbow and Ghost, Six, Ghost, Ghost Recon. Recon. Those are still around, so those must be doing fine. But they need something else. But what is it going to be? I don't know. That's Eve's problem, not mine. Oh, man. But as lovers of the Assassin's Creed series... Don't mess it up. I was, don't make I was, a sacrificial lamb. I was concerned game. about this. Yeah. Don't mess it up. Every other year, just do that. Yeah. Like I said, it was light. That's the news. Okay. Let's get into our questions from our Patreon community. Our first two are kind of connected. Okay. So we'll answer these back to back, but but they have some similarities. First is from Tusku. Hi, Kit and Krista. Recently, due to the success of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, A.G. Aonuma said in an interview with Game Informer that the new style from Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom will be the new format for the series going forward. How do you feel about potentially never seeing a traditional 3D Zelda or even 2D Zelda game again outside of remakes or ports? Do you think other companies or indie developers will step up and make imitations of the classic style to fill the void? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Thank you. That's a little nerve-wracking, actually, to think about if this is the only thing for Zelda moving forward, the only format. I, I do remember when, you know, we were working at Nintendo and we were working on all these Zelda games, there was, and, and this was before sort of Nintendo Switch, where like smaller Zelda experiences or 2D Zelda experiences were on 3DS and bigger ones were on like the home, quote unquote, home console. So it is kind of tricky now that they have this all-in-one thing with Switch to figure out what goes where and, and whether or not to invest in like a a smaller um, or a 2D Zelda game when they know the format of Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild is working so well. So my feeling here is that he was really referring to like the big proper 3D installments. I don't think this has much of an impact on the 2D games, which I still think we will continue to get. Like it was well acknowledged when we were at Nintendo. Yeah. Like, the 2D Zelda games are important, important. and are gonna continue. Yeah. yeah. So I still think we're going to get those. You know, whether they're new games or remakes, I don't, I don't know. They've yeah. Got, they've got a lot that they could remake. It just feels like the, the attention to that has waned, though. Well, it's not good to have... It's not healthy for your franchise to put out a game every seven years only. Yeah. So they do need some things to keep still. people interested mm -hmm. in between those seven-year gaps. Like, we got Link's Awakening, you know, like two years after uh, Breath of the Wild... Like, they should have at least, like, two of those. Two more smaller games 
assuming it takes seven years to make the next one, yeah, they should have a couple of games in between just so people don't forget. Mm-hmm. Because that's very unusual and, and not good. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. And I, I don't think anything can really imitate. I mean, lots of developers have tried to imitate the Zelda style, but I don't think anything can really hit the right way as a an actual Zelda game. So they do need to do that work internally to keep that, you know, keep that top of mind for people. Do you mean in terms of finding a studio to make it, or? Yeah, or like any sort of. You Are know, you? Because I, I, I like Tuscoop's point here about this is a big opportunity for indies now to make like an Ocarina of Time style game. Sure, but it won't be the same. It's not. It doesn't have Zelda on the box. I, I don't think that means it can't be great. I mean, look I mean, at, it can be great, but it's never going to be like a Zelda game. No. So no. I, I just don't think that's a that's a that's a fair replacement. Well, for I think it. those are two different things. Nintendo needs to keep the franchise fresh and moving along, but then also like other people, I think I do think that'll happen. I think people will recognize people already do that. The need. Though. People already do that. They already try to clone Zelda games. There's so many games that copy that Such style. Such as what was that game, Phoenix Rising or whatever? Oh God, that was. I'm thinking more of like. Again, that was that was trying to get into the pretty grandiose scope. I'm thinking something of Ocarina of Time, which now, as of today, feels a bit smaller. I think that is the opportunity. Who's going to make an Ocarina of Time? Like, and just say, like, yeah, we were super inspired by that. We want to make a game like that. Okay, good luck to you. Wow. It's going to be real hard. 30 years later, who can do it? It's going to be really... I think people are scared to do it because it's really hard to have that expectation. Tuscoop, make it for us. Next question is from Modemania. And again, on the same wavelength here. It's hard to believe a decade ago that the Zelda franchise was on shaky ground sales-wise. Now with back-to-back sales slash audience hits, how do you think Nintendo will preserve the Zelda team and series going forward? How will Fujibayashi-san's role evolve going forward? Will the series take its time between releases, four to six year gaps, to ensure it keeps its expanded audience? I've been playing the series since 1988, and I've enjoyed its evolution. Though we may not go back to the Ocarina of Time style, I have to say it felt pretty special to see so many people, including my 8th grade students, hyped since launch day. So we answered the first half of this question, but I want to talk about this point about preserving the team. Yeah. What happens with Mr. Fujibayashi now? That part mm-hmm. of it. Like, how do you... How do you not break up the band, basically? Yeah, yeah. And how do you keep them motivated to... Yeah. And not, not have them burn out on the same could, idea, Yeah, because right? he could say tomorrow, like, I'm sick of this. I spent 12 years making these games. Oh, my God. Put me on something else. That does seem like so long right. when you say it like that, right? And he's got to do more yeah. DLC stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I can I can tell Mr. Onuma is like, you know, he's, he's getting up there in years. <laughs> he might be thinking about what his next steps might I be. I was really long. surprised when it was like, oh, he's, it was his 60th birthday. Like, I didn't think he was that old, honestly. He's really I thought he, he was like fantastic, but... 50, like early to mid 50s. Yeah. I was that, like, oh, that's, wow. That is a, a, a very real reality for Nintendo is the aging out of mm-hmm. a lot of these sort of, you know, stakeholder pillar developers that they have on the team, you know, Tezuka-san, uh, Anuma-san, obviously Mr. Miyamoto's role is completely different now, so he kind of found his own way forward. But I, I, I do think that that's like a real challenge that that team is going to have to grapple with going forward. You know, when we were at Nintendo, there was a big focus um, 
towards sort of the latter part of our tenure there, where they were really focused on training new people, mm -hmm. training the younger generation, as they would say. Yeah. And, and that's why they have the Splatoon team, because they wanted to give that younger developer generation, like, agency and autonomy to do something that, you know, they want to do. And not just like here, work on the next Mario game for the rest of your life here yeah. at Nintendo. So I think that's a good mentality to have. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder, you know, when that transition might happen. Is Fujibayashi song going to take over Mr. Onuma when he retires? Like, what does that well, look like? What does that team look like? That that's a that's a real challenge for them to deal with. Well, the thing that people may not realize is like the difference between a producer and a director. Yeah. So Fujibayashi-san is the director, which means like, and, and Mr. Anuma said as much, is like, yeah, all those ideas that are in this game, like he, he came up with all of those. Right. Whereas Mr. Anuma is more like, I'm overseeing the franchise. Yeah. I'm keeping an eye on the budget, the schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still, I'll still like weigh in on creative decisions to make sure it makes sense for the series. But yeah. like, I'm not like writing a design document. Right. Like that's him. Yeah. So, and I think, I think he now has like, the video game developer championship belt. Like, if this is like a wrestling, like, I have yeah, the... He's, I, he's I am at the top right of now. the mountain. Yeah. So, fortunately for Nintendo, like, you don't have the problems that you might have, like, here, where it's like, oh, Electronic Arts is trying to poach me. They're going to get courted by yeah. some other studio. Like, that, that, like that doesn't happen. Do that that yeah. doesn't happen. He'll, he'll work at Nintendo forever. Yeah, he, until he decides to retire, probably, right. yeah. But... Well, we don't know that for sure. Yeah, you I mean, you wonder, like... At some point, like, does he want to go in a different direction? Like, does that conflict with them? Like, hey, no, let's keep a good thing going. Yeah. Like, that is sort of a underrated internal challenge. And it's a nice challenge exactly. to have after you've put out these amazing games. Yeah. But. And, and you, you think about how he might be interacting with his team. Like, he's a really amazing person. Like, I, I yeah. you know, we know him personally. He's. Very, I think he'd be very open with his team in terms of like the sharing of ideas and, and teaching them his way of thinking, which is so unique and creative. Um, so I, I wonder, like, what does that team structure look underneath him? Like, it, it may be fine right. if he decides to retire or do something else. Like, that team right. might be well-suited, well-trained to, to continue on. So. But if you said to him, like, okay, so in, in the future, hey, Mr. Onuma's retiring. We want you to become the producer. Like, he could say no. He's like, no, I am the, I'm the creative guy. Yeah. It's like it's like you know in any job. It's like when you become the manager, you don't get to do the. You're work You're not anymore. doing the work you were doing before. You're yeah. you're in charge of watching these people. Yeah. So, Maybe he'll get really tired of being the director and want to be the producer. Exactly. Though. So it, you it don't could go know. Either way. Like it could go either way. So like, it's hard to. A lot of people, I think, a lot of people move into the producer role when they're like, like I, I'm I'm ready to like sort of let go of the creative reins yeah. and let other people with new ideas do this, and I I can be the one to guide them. Yeah. But. Like, I'm good. It's unusual, yeah. But he, but he just seems like this incredible unicorn of a game developer. Yeah. Who I think, like, even now is, like, still not getting enough credit. Like, his his name is not out there enough. Like, right, like right. people people need to put, like, print out his picture and put it on their wall and, like, kiss it every night before bed. <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. Great. Good for you. <laughs> give, me a, give me a Fujibayashi body pillow. Like, oh. get, all, all of these things. Sexy like, Fujibayashi mouse pad? You? Yes, please. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's funny because it, it is a little bit like uh, he's underrated, you know, because he, you don't really see him without 
Alnimasan, so it's like you, right. you and, put and them when, as a pair. And when he kind of burst onto the scene with Breath of the Wild, that's when Nintendo started to pull back more. I know. So he had a little bit of time at the launch of Breath of the Wild, and, and then it was like, well. Back in the cage. Back, back to, in that cage. Back to work, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I did like seeing them um, <clears throat> both in some videos for the launch of Tears of the Yeah. It was cool yeah. that he was included in those, in those videos, right. and they weren't just like, oh, hey, Alnimasan, like, you do this solo. But you could see all, like, Alnimo was, like, trying to hype him up. He's like, this guy's the man. <laughs> Which was great to see. Yeah, I think Onima's like, I'm ready to to, to hang up the the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the ultra hand here. I, I'm I'm good. Like I just want to chill. You yeah. know? There is a great article in, in Washington Post by Gene Park that was a, a pretty in-depth interview with Mr. Onuma that I think people should read that if you haven't. Yeah, it's a that, good one. It touches on a, a lot of stuff that yeah. we've been talking about for these last couple of questions. Exactly. Whew. Big couple of questions to get us started okay. here. Okay. Who is Bowser Jr.'s mom is next? Hello, Kit and Krista. Do you think now that we're six plus years into the Switch generation that Nintendo has finalized their next hardware? For example, hardware power and backwards compatibility have been decided. New look logos and retail boxes are finalized. A potential rebranded and redesigned pro controller has been approved, etc. Yeah. Where are we? I, I mean, I, I think we're... They know what they're gonna do, for sure. Like they they have this all figured out already. I, I think the hardware stuff, you know, the, anything that to do with the actual hardware, um, is probably pretty, pretty set, pretty pretty locked. Um, I, I think things that could be you know close to being decided or. Um, getting finalized would be like more of the marketing kind of things, like logos and yeah. Naming. Is the box designed? I think box design probably pro not. Probably not. Yeah, um, there's probably a lot of different committees weighing in on a lot of those decisions right now. Um, but anything to do with like the actual system, yeah, uh, I think that's locked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Things that, you know, software, like you probably have some software, you're like, I would like this to be a launch yeah. software. And Timing this, is a little... I mean, at this point, if you're a year out, you might not know. It. You yep. might not know. Yeah. Unless they've been working on this for so long that it's like already like... Probably not. Done and locked away, but yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, price, you probably have a range. A range, yeah. That you would like it to be in. Probably investigating but that was, your production price as yeah, well. Yeah, we learned that. It was like... Announce the price as late as possible. Exactly, because you never know. Because you never know. Some part is going to be, uh-oh, like, yeah. you can't find this part. It's going to be really expensive. And there could be yeah. something happening in the market that you can respond to. Exactly. Like that classic story of um, Sony and Sega, where they just undercut them. Yeah. And it was like, well, that's a wrap. So, but yeah, as far as, like, the, the hardware and the specs itself, like, that, that stuff that's should be... That's pretty done. That should be done by now. I mean, if they're just doing cardboard, it should be pretty easy. <laughs> Iris Marin has the next question. Hi, Kit and Krista. Are you good friends with other people in the games industry outside of Nintendo? If so, did you ever talk about the industry with them while you were still at Nintendo, or did you keep conversations strictly unrelated to your workplace? We're very good friends with people all over the industry. The industry is very small, I would say, and people do kind of move around a bit. And, yeah, there's been plenty of people at Nintendo that we used to work with that went to work at other gaming companies. Um that we're still really good, really good friends with. And yeah, we, we definitely talk shop <laughs> with people. Not we didn't tell them, you know, no one was saying confidential stuff, obviously, right. but absolutely. I mean, it, it's, all, it's all related. All of it, honestly, is very connected. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely did not keep uh, conversation to unrelated to, you know, game stuff. 
Nintendo is a bit more walled off though than some other companies. I think I think yeah. that may have to do with like how little people move away from the company. Mm-hmm. Because I remember before I joined, it was like I didn't really know that many people at Nintendo, and you would talk to other people in the industry who seemed like really well connected. And they're like, yeah, don't really have too many people over there. Yeah, like they're I think again they're like true to true to who they are like they're interested in themselves and they're focused on what they're going to be focused on and they're not really that interested in mingling or yeah. you know being a good member of the industry as much as some other companies yeah so they they are a bit it is a bit different there yeah i say me personally i was not closed off oh of course not yeah i right. like talking to everyone yeah yeah and i was always curious about people at other companies mm-hmm. and, and what their life day-to-day was like. There was some companies that shared a lot of similarities with Nintendo and yeah. some that were completely different and they would say things and I'd be like, wow, right. you can do that? That's amazing. There's a lot of people who make the circuit of like Japanese game publishers. Like, well, I worked at Sega for a year and then I worked at Konami for two years. Yeah. Then, I, then I bounced over to Namco Bandai. And then... Yeah, once you do it one time, you kind of know <laughs> what you're getting into though. Right. So that, that was like very... and and. You do have to have a specific sort of way of working and mindset to work at a Japanese gaming company. Yeah. So those companies would oftentimes seek out right. people with that background because right. they know it's, a, it's a quite a big learning curve yeah. to, to do it. Last question is from Murph. Hey guys, now that we're winding down on the Smash Ultimate characters, do you think Nintendo will stop making Amiibo? It seems in recent years Nintendo has really slowed down on Amiibo production with only Smash characters still being produced, likely as a result of Smash 4's origination of we'll make one for every character. I'm surprised Tears of the Kingdom even had one created. I'm glad that a lot of the rewards for them in Breath of the Wild are now available in-game, but I was surprised that this happened as well, especially after locking fast travel behind the Skyward Sword Zelda Amiibo in the remaster. That's right. Do you think we're finally going to see the end of the Amiibo line shortly? I think it might be slowed down a little bit, but for like these big games, um, I, I can see them including Amiibo as part of that. Um, but it will depend, I think, on what that Amiibo functionality is in the games too. Uh, moving forward, we don't know like what that might be like for the new system. So maybe this Switch generation will be like the end of the Amiibo generation as well, depending on what's next for Nintendo's hardware. But I can see them doing like the one-offs, like the Tears of the Kingdom one still for like any big games. Mario the Movie the Game will get the van as an Amiibo. Let's do that. Big idea. I sure hope they don't do away with them because they're so cool. You really like it. It seems like there were not many games that really made the most of what Amiibo could be. Yeah. So that would be another bummer to like, oh yeah, this whole product line came and went and nobody really got the most out of it. Yeah. I'm shocked that there was only one for Tears of the Kingdom because you look at how many there were. Like we got, there was a Bo Coblin Amiibo. Yeah. Like if we're, if we're yeah. going down, like how far down the barrel are we getting a Bo Coblin? I know, I know. And there's only one. It's, it's a great figure. Like the detail is great. And again, you think of like, if there is a game that Nintendo is trying to fully cash in on. This is another way to make a lot of stuff. Yeah, you gotta make a lot of stuff. You gotta have the collector's edition, you gotta have the amiibo, you gotta have the case. It's just like, oh yeah, if I'm buying all this stuff, I'm buying buying the limited edition, I'm buying the hard, what's another half dozen amiibo on the pile? Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying, for big franchises, I can keep, I can, or big game launches. Yeah. I can see them continuing to do that as like a, almost like a collector's kind of thing, Right. you know? But I'm, I'm, I'm holding out for the Amiibo resurgence. 
I want that to happen. Oh, boy. I want I that. I don't think that's going to happen. I want it. Maybe it'll be a cardboard amiibo. No, I don't want that. <laughs> no, please. <gasps> Kidding. All right. All right. Wow, we, we did it. We have reached almost the end. Yeah. Not exactly. Got a very yeah. important tasks ahead. That's right. Got to shout out our wonderful superstars. Here we go. Here we Aaron go. Ash. Ben Icorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Mr. Rogers. Roy Eschke. Switching it up. Underscore. Safazon. The Shark Among Men. VGM Life. Link, the hero of Wins. Angela Bycroft and Pig Molly. Turbocharge Nerd. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LaBeouf. Christopher Lara. And Simon. Woo-hoo. All right, we're going to try to do a, a better speed Another run. Another speed run? Of the One Up Club graduation right, service. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get in my get position comfy. here to do it. Get <clears throat> deep breath, clear your throat. Are you ready? Yes. Aaron Burgundy. Adam Ainsley. Jean Malari. Ali Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Andrew Newhouse. Astrodev. Bad Moon Horizon. Blades and Enthused. Book of Dana. Brad SF56. Brook Obscura. Brookie Kazuki. Brustache. Chili Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Fully Dark. Captain Alex. Sea Roper 17. Daniel Cole. Daniel Phillips. Daniel Valencia. Dachshund. Desert Cole 18. Dadash. Dolce. Dana Punch. Ellie Peach. It's Buzz 50. Farper 69. Furbound. Furnia Just Forever. Fox Floyd. Fred Rossi. Dang it! Oh, Frederick, oh, Frederick, oh, now we have to stop there. Oh, it's like a great like tennis oh. back and forth. The has rally. To, has to end some point, yes. Garrett Hullfish. Gartooth. Gartooth. G-Sun 101. Ian Shea. Iris Mir. Israel Izzy. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. JBJ. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Joseph DeHaze. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Just Camtro. Justin Leminger. Kawa 2796. Keith Kwan. Kelpshake. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Chris Yu. Christopia Party With Me. Kyle Gary. Kyle Gamer, Barry, Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Kyler Nelson. Linnell Stickman. Lemma. Lit. Mad Dog, 5981. Marky Man, 64. Mecha Dragon, 101. Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Pong. MSN Poke Gamer. Mr. Beans and Dip. My Tran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Ninja 11. Panda Buds. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charles. Reaver. Rain Tech. Ray Carone. Ryuji Utsuha Ukuu. Renee Rivers. Rick Alvarado. Ryeth One. RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Rianetta. Sam Nealon. Sharif Jackson. Shinryu. Slowbro. Shrew. Silly Ferret. SJ Sharky 777. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citrone. Tales of Lake. Tefu. Terra Storm. The T Man. Thomas Alvarez. Tofer Schmofer. Travis Torline. Troopage. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tusku. Twin Dragon 76. Tyler Geis. Tyler and Tracy. Fezfest. Video Game Stupid. Virtual Buff. Wicked Davey. Will Ernst. Will Johnson. Zudiverf. Zelgarov. Zapati. And Zeroid. Wow. Triumphant ending. It's pretty good. We did pretty good. Okay, I really need to practice. Frederick, Frederick Ulf Conradson's Conrad. really mad at you right now. Really? It's, I'm like so a sorry. it's like a month straight of you mangling this wonderful name. Maybe you should just say because these are peoples. He's yo we need one more person to join so we can get the, the back and forth right. <laughs> All right. Don't forget to subscribe to our wonderful Patreon community at patreon.com slash kitandkrista. You can let me butcher your name or not or watch a speed run your name or not, but lots of other great actual benefits too. 
If in you are watching on video, you can go ahead and subscribe to this channel, Kit and Kristen. Give this podcast a thumbs up and also leave a comment. And if you are one of our great audio listeners, you can subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and also leave a comment. Wow. Don't forget to follow us on socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. All right. That's it. We need to go. It's been a long episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.